Yes, I know when to hit Hello, that. everyone. This is Bruce Borgie of Hoover, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Comic Clowns Podcast. With me, as always... Hi. Yes, Kyle. Yes. As you guys can recognize the voice by now. And the, with the unenthusiastic voice. Also. <laughs> Don Connors Macaluso. And then we have us with us as a special guest this evening. Yo, Jackson here. Exactly. It's going to be a fantastic... Fantastic evening. I'm enjoying the fact that my stream quality is back to excellent versus the uh, <coughs> uh, versus my like spotty <laughs> crap last night. Yep. Move, move the cable so people can see more of me. Exactly. Because that's what they want on this. We all. Uh, this yes, stream. yes, yes, yes. Uh, all the single ladies. I mean. Right. <laughs> all right. This. What was now? Women watch us. Twelve twenty. 2019. This will be our last cast for 2020. 2019. That's what I, that's what I meant. You I mean meant last before cast before 2020. 2020? Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, he's just been, come on. Mind, he's just starting 2020 off right and just ending this now. This is the last cast of the Comic Cons podcast. We're done. We're just done here. Uh, Bye, everybody. I just want to say, and um, let me start with the top here. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Kyle? How's everything been going? This is the last time we talked two weeks ago. And Kyle is it's, it's going that well, huh? What about sums it up? Yeah, okay, fair I wasn't here two weeks fair. ago. Uh, I know. Uh, how were you a month ago? Back to the beer. <laughs> Don, how about you? Uh, I've been doing fine, finishing off a very strong year on the business front. And uh, just wrapping up a few little things, getting ready to relax and have some time off. What about you, Jax? We haven't seen you in about two months. And he starts drinking the whiskey. Mm. Well, ups and downs, but podcast is going strong. We're doing as much madness as humanly possible, so, hey, could be worse. Could be worse. Could be better. Could, could be, be extremely better, but... Could always be worse. <laughs> oh. Can't always oh. be better, but... No, 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 no. no. It never gets better. Oh, my God. Beatings no. will continue until morale improves. improves. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want to welcome everybody, and also, if you guys do not know, we also host a... Uh, Saturday D&D stream every once in a while. We put up the schedule when we can. It's just been, you know how it goes. Uh, the Homicide Vagabonds, where me, Kyle, and a couple others have some really rambunctious D&D events, and it just gets absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm nearly dead already, and so is Bird. <laughs> that took no time at all. No, you guys are alive again. No, no, we didn't gain shit back before our adventure. Uh, I'm trade you. I'm doing an Avernus campaign, no, and I've not. died. Enough. We're, we're searching a tomb. You're not dead yet. No, 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 no. no. Almost yet. dead. <laughs> yes, we're the tanks, the and we're down to 12. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I'm and, okay. And Bird's, and birds uh, maximum HP cannot go above, like, half his current max. It, it was it, it was a rough. <laughs> uh, he got hit by something. I tried to open a door, and then I critically failed. Uh, so what you get for I just doors. got decapitated by a dragon. What the fuck are y'all doing over here? Uh, we almost fought a level <laughs> 19 that, death knight. At least that's straightforward. Getting decapitated <clears throat> by a dragon, that's something you expect. But doors, you don't expect a door to be that dangerous. It's I, D&D. I, you <laughs> expect all doors to have pipe fair, bombs behind. Fair point. I, I, opened, I opened one, and it was a death knight standing in there, and I'm like, I shouldn't do this, but he's wearing armor, and I want it. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the other door, and I'm like, fuck it! Kick the door, and I critically aged to my maximum age, then back down. And pretty much I got endgamed. Dang. It was entertaining. Uh, but yes, we're doing that more and more often. Um, I did a Captain America crash through a stained glass window. Nice. Mm. 
Jason threw him. <laughs> of course, no. Of course he did. I jumped off Jason's shoulder and rolled a cr- net twenty, so I launched myself. Oh yeah, yeah, you pulled. Jason up. did nothing. He stood there. Gave yourself a nice yeet. Um, no. So, um, no, no grown man should ever, <laughs> ever say that. But it has its, it has no, its uses. No, it has its uses. No. We'll take this one to the chat. Chad, what do you think? Oh, jeez. No. Uh, <laughs> but as I was saying, um, as 2019 comes to a close, we're going to take the time to uh, reflect on 2010 to 20, uh, through 2019. Uh, so it's, I'll come in at 2013 when I became a civilian again. Uh, I'll try and remember from can, alcohol poisoning. Say if, you, if everyone remembers Beer Fest, yep. uh, you got to remember through alcoholism. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much my theory that on most of this. Uh, I know so far twice this year, I have destroyed my stomach through alcohol and sugar. So I, I'm suffering through the second part of that now as we speak. So the alcohol may not be as great as before. Uh, but it was, as I was saying then before, I got out of the military August 2009. So this was my 10-year anniversary being out. And um, most you civilians, yeah. Bunch of idiots. You're a bunch yeah. of idiots. That's the yeah. nicest thing I can say. Yep. Um, you know what? I'll take that. I, like, uh, I love most of you. No. Right here to the heart. I know. I know. My, I met my friends. Uh, no. But a lot of you can't do it. Can't do it. No, I don't. I don't blame you one bit. There's, uh, there's, there's some characters out there. Some characters in this room, but there's a lot of them out there too. So let, 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 right. let's just Fair go enough. ahead here and like in the last like ten years, I just want to like like one of your fondest memories that had to do with the geekdom culture and uh, and anything at that point. Like I'll give you mine. I spent one whole year. I think it was. 2011 to 2012 I'd have to double check those years again because I remember when I worked for Morgan Stanley in Northern Trust uh, my last two jobs but I had a guy at Northern Trust where he he would disappear every Wednesday I'm like where are you going he's like I'm going to uh, uh, Graham Cracker which in Graham Cracker is a comic book shop Hmm. downtown and we worked down the block from it and I'm like you know what I'm going to go with you and I was the first time in a long time that I had stepped foot inside of a comic shop. And I picked up Batman Eternal number one. I spent the next year weekly, because it came out weekly, 52 episodes, one year to the date of picking up a great fucking story. One of my fa- It Quentin Tarantino'd you for a year. <laughs> first, first issue. Bruce Wayne, Batman from the way uh, with like you know shirt ripped off, mask off, tied to the fucking uh, bat signal with the bat symbol carved in his chest, just bleeding with Gotham on fire. And a year later, I finally got the hell. What I got the answer to what the hell just happened? You might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you how I met your mother. Yeah, right? no. Mm. The, no, how I met your mother was less convoluted than that storyline. Okay. <laughs> Because every time you thought you had it, at month six, you were wrong. But it was such a good time. It was just a, such a fond memory because I had something to look forward to every single time. Right, anyone else? All right, I'll jump in. Uh, well, I discovered one of my favorite video game franchises in the decade. Which the, one? The Fallout, Fallout series. I was going to say Fallout. <laughs> I did not get into Fallout 3 right when it came out. 
it took me a couple years. It took me uh, till probably 2010 that I uh, got into playing Fallout 3 and then into New Vegas, then 4, and, and then there was 76. But, you know, what relationship doesn't have a little bit of heartbreak every now and again? Amen to that. Uh, and that... That series really grabbed me, and I have I've gone back recently and been playing Fallout Four again. For it had to be a fifth playthrough now. Thank you, modding community, for making that last forever. Because I will probably never get sick of that game. We'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> out of curiosity, have you gone back to play one and two? <laughs> no, I haven't played them. I own them. I have not played them. Uh, that I own one, two, and Tactics, and haven't played any of them. Uh, but I know the stories that happen i know how the game plays i feel like i know enough about the games to appreciate what's involved one of these days i'll get some time to go back and play them but that's that's a ton more hours to sink no you won't <laughs> well uh, yeah probably not he works <laughs> from home he'll do it yeah no i feel like he works yeah, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> I, I say I work, and my office just happens to be in my house. Exactly. We don't believe him. I mean, I'm pushing for that. <laughs> All right, so I spent a lot of time on the couch today. I was I was working on a project, but I was able to do it from my couch. I mean, in in, in his defense, more power. My to office you. is my couch, so yeah. See, I'm working on that. See, I can make it my couch. I just like my manager like uh takes off a lot and now i'm like being like proved that i can do the same thing from home so i get to pretty much like i told him like yeah i won't if, if we can play this right i won't see you the rest of this year because he's off the rest of this for next week and i'm off the 30th i'm like just let me work from home on the 31st and we'll call it even so i'm hoping like i don't see you see you in 2020 jackass and i can just leave you know yeah yeah it's it's definitely an interesting experience and that's well i would say the highlight of my decade too was leaving a nine to five job and being able to run the business from home full time has been a huge mental health adjustment for the positive. Uh, if you're stuck in a job you hate, kind of dead end, and hey, maybe there's an opportunity to get out there and break out and do your own thing, try something different. And it is worked that's wonders your, for me. On that All, too. Right, All right, that's your personal highlight. Let's just back up off yeah, of that. Yeah, well, it was relevant. It was well, relevant. We'll get to the personal highlight. I'm talking about like in the gaming and video stuff community. Yeah. That's where I'm curious right now. Because obviously, if I have to go like personal highlight, well, I got yeah, freaking married. Yeah, yeah. I can't. The, my, my, if I don't sit, and she doesn't listen to this. Uh, personal no, highlight. No, uh, I got to set. I got to start a podcast and own CFF. So that those were kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, those were amazing stuff. I discovered conventions. Same here. And that was uh, pretty much a good thing for a decade. That made the decade. That actually that actually was it. That actually consumed my decade. You say you don't like them, Kyle? Yeah, I discovered I, I don't like conventions. Yeah, I know. You it's don't. not for everybody. It's really not. And no, knowing Kyle's personality, it just doesn't work. Knowing Kyle for the short period of time I've known him, he would probably murder someone at a con if he could. No, that's not me at all. No, that no, then no, no, not not violence. Not, not to that. That's Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's the enforcer. I mean, Vendor Alley's cool. Artist Alley's cool. But I can do that in like three hours and then I'm done. Right. Yeah. And that's why I had to discover myself something to do, which was CFF. That became an entertainment factor. Well, I mean, because I did the vendor hall in like three hours, too. And I actually went to a convention where I didn't have anything to do. And my first thought was, wow, it's the first event I've been to where I'm not working. What do I do now? And then I just got drunk, and I'm like, oh, I could have done this at home. That, that's kind of where I was right. for a while. I drank enough in the Navy to where I don't really need to drink anymore unless I want to. 
Fair enough. And I don't also, drink to get drunk anymore, and that's no. Also, redact, like, kill sometimes. with words. Would that count? Well, oh, we, if I could, trust me, a lot of people would be dead. <laughs> uh, but go, but go on. What was your, what Jax? What was yours? What was okay. your like? What was like the biggest thing that like made you happy in the nerd world? All right, this one's gonna be a little bit of a stretch. Can can I count music in this? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, no. oh, oh, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So I've been a diehard ba- fan of this band from like the '80s called Mr. Big. A lot of people don't know them. A lot of people do. It personally doesn't matter. If you've heard the song Wild World, that's them in a nutshell. So. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought they were disbanded forever on my 18th birthday, which was about I want to say 2009, give or take. I don't even remember. But around that How time. How old are you now? 28. So, so 10 years ago would be 2009. You would be 18. Okay, so, so I am you... right. All right. So <laughs> Look, This is what Kyle does. This is why I like Kyle. <laughs> he reminds me through rage. Do you, do you feel like those words are killing you inside yet? No, that's just All a right, hard Kyle, You got to work on it. Well, we so, just started. We've been <laughs> right. He has like <laughs> ten minutes. He has two hours. He's got time. Thirteen minutes, forty-seven seconds. There, uh, it's like ten minutes. <laughs> right. But, so, go, but go on. Go on. Okay. You, you so, found out this band came back together. This for band a came back recently. together, and then they had on my birthday a fucking concert at the House of Blues. It was the last day I was going to be in Chicago for their, I want to say like four or five years, and I was hyped. But the best part about it was it was like five bucks. I got essentially front row standing seats to the band that fucking made me who I am. And they played every single one of my favorite songs. Then five years later, when I came back, they fucking did the same thing, but they were like $50 tickets. When again, same shit happened again. Hypest point of my entire decade. See, this, nice. dec- this decade I met, I, met, I, I uh, met I Prevail. There you go. Which was a very good one. I got to threaten I Prevail. That was, the I Prevail. That was fun. I mean, that was entertaining. Me and Jason threatened them to not stop doing cover songs. They started break stuff, and then they stopped and went to Taylor Swift. We were, me and Jason were about seven beers and two shots of absinthe in when we decided to go say hi to them at the end of the show. And then they also said, I got, we didn't name this song yet. What should we call it? What's that? Blackhawks suck. And uh, Chris nearly made it to the stage where they said <laughs> it was a joke. So that was like an entertaining like, and then I've just met, I followed them throughout the whole entire time. So I understand definitely with music. Yeah. I guess other nerdy shit, going to cons and breaking a personal record, going, making a podcast myself. What's yeah. a breaking your personal record? How many conventions I can go to in a year. Mm. How many was it? Um, my original record was 10. I broke 100. In one year? Yeah. I traveled with a bunch of vendor buddies. Ah, uh, okay. That nice. explains it. Yep. It's a hell of a year. What yeah, it was hell. hell. What the hell did you do for a job in between there? I was a college student. I didn't give a fuck. That explains yeah, there, you go. there it is. Kyle, what about you? I mean, I made a lot of professors with higher education degrees cry. <laughs> this is ten right. reasons why I love Yeah, that's you. what I did when I got out. <laughs> I mean... It's really hard when you have professors that look at you like you're some form of high school kid, and you're like looking at them going, no... Smarter than you, exactly, <laughs> and I really am. And it became my sole purpose to prove that to them. There's a story there that I need to hear because so I did nuclear power for the Navy. That'll do it. All right, continue. So I was a reactor operator, I made hot rock, boil steam, make turn engines, blah blah blah, ship go through water. Yeah, 
It's a lot of school. It's a, you got to be smart to make it through it. I mean, it's more of a pump than a filter nowadays, but you still have to know shit. But I get out. I went, did maintenance for Mars Chocolate for two years. Worked in the solar industry down in Texas for two years. Came back, did school for about a year and a half, two years to get my master's. And I had to take an environmental science because, you know, you're going to get an MBA. You need to... You have to do it. Yep. You, you have to take prereqs because, you know, college is a business and not an institution of learning. Exactly. Absolutely. So she made us do... We had to do a report on some kind of form of power. Wait, was this the same chick that you t- kept telling me about? Yeah. Oh, I had her too. I mean... She had a PhD. <laughs> I, I, yelled, oh. I yelled at her too. So, so naturally... <laughs> I take nuclear power. The other guy in my group was also a nuke in the Navy. Yeah. And this was right around the time of the hurricane in Houston. And if Chris was here, he could attest to all of this because he was in the class with me. She was trying to turn the entire class on me because I had her so frustrated. (laughs) And everyone just looked at her like, no, we've we've had classes with him before. We know how this ends. <sighs> God. It's good. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's. If I could have been in that classroom, I probably would have oh, laughed. Dude. Yeah, right. No, the amount of stuff that you realize once you when you go into college as a high schooler, you have this like, okay, this is like high school. I got to make sure that I'm paying attention. Got to make sure I'm on time. Make sure I'm dressed nice. When you come out of the military, if I show up in pants, it's an amazing scenario, okay? It's not even in the military. That, that, like, if you him. go to college no, as I meant, an like, adult. I'll be wearing, like, sweatpants or, like, shorts. I, again, that's him. That's, that, if that, I come well, in in a shirt, that's a miracle. I, did I didn't really care. I just, I walked in there and I dealt with everybody the same way. And I, like I said, I got, I got my, he got his MBA, I got my MIS, and I just, like, it was looking at teachers going, I'm not them, so let's. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not a 20-year-old baseball player or. I had to take calculus. And I looked at the teacher, and I'm like, all right, I don't do this very often. Uh, why the hell am I taking this class? Like, exactly. I want you to explain to me why I need to sit in your room right now, because I don't understand here. And he's like, well, this will be used for architects, bridge builders, and something else. And I'm like, uh, three of us are IT, those four are cooks, that one's a business major, and that douchebag is going to fail out when he gets done with baseball. <laughs> why do I need to learn this again? He's like, I need you to leave. I'm like, well, that's just not going to happen. I'm just curious. Right. And he never gave me an answer. So I pissed him off by finding the fast way of doing all of his work. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to teach you guys that till week four. I'm like, I know it's week one. This is a lot easier now. I, I mean, I have to take a PowerPoint class. An oh, ex- God. An Excel class. I didn't because I was IT. I was IT and RM in the Navy. So I didn't okay. have to do those. I also got I also got, got tested. I also uh, passed aquatic sciences because I was in the Navy. I don't know how you didn't get that one for your BS for a science class. I'm so confused. How the... F- you know what? I also I am came, just sitting here just, with my electric engineering just take, degree just going. I also just came in, came into college, or that time of college, with 64 credits from Northern Illinois that I drank myself out of. That sounds about right. That's why you went in. One of the reasons. Uh, but now let's see. No, that's is, the reason. Oh, yeah. What about everything else? So what was your favorite, like, your fondest memory? Like for like nerd and things like that for the year. I mean, school is kind of nerdy. That is true. I'll let you take it. <clears throat> I mean, the podcast has been fun. D and D's been fun. Uh, Yelling at Marvel for being dumb. 
All right, so I Lots guess we'll... Lots of yelling at Marvel for being dumb. Yelling at DC for being dumb. That's a lost cause. Yeah. But if we go if we go back to Marvel, you have to remember, this was like the decade of Marvel. Oh, yeah. No, it entirely was the decade oh. of Disney. Marvel fucking... Yeah, no, well, yeah. yeah. Well, the decade of Disney. So it was the decade It was the decade of comic book movies. And that's where it, we were at a high point that's where and this a was low born. point. We were at a very like, excited point because we had... The, it was the oversaturation of the market. But at the very beginning, it was very exciting. Like... It's, it was so Where much fun. we all fun. became accepted as a culture. Right? Yeah. And, and the, the only problem with being accepted as the culture was the fact that people told us that they knew more, they knew better than us, and that's well, where we started fighting. Where we made them cry. That's when I started fighting. My favorite thing was, I, I was like, I'll give you an example. Today, it was like someone posted on Facebook, uh, I, uh, I believe Captain America is a better superhero than Superman. Fight me on that, and then I, I, I didn't want to argue that. What I wanted to argue was in the comics because what the hell the person said had nothing to do with the argument that was posted. Because it says, at least I won't have a superhero that is weak to rocks. I'm like, you're right. Cap's just weak to bullets. So I took the picture from Civil War with him dead on the steps and just posted it on that wall. <laughs> but but super, Superman can just breathe and put Cap back into an icicle. And that, but but it, was, it, was, it was like, but it was just funny. It was just funny. Like, I didn't even care. I didn't care. About the argument itself it was just that one weak to rocks comment i'm like yeah he's weak to bullets bullets are made of graphite right That's depending lead. lead lead yeah, lead graphite, from yeah. Stone. it could be made Grass. almost anything all of that comes from ore which is rocks so he's, he's just, weaker to rock it just depends how right. it's it's the trajectory an, to rock <laughs> an alien rock it has to be an alien one it was just something See, really a rock not even found on the planet he lives on it was it was just funny that like it was seeing certain people like just conversations and like seeing it more and more pop up in social media and people were like oh my god me and my boyfriend are going to go see this and we're just I'm just looking I'm going where were you like a year ago I don't even care about the part of being picked on I wanted just to talk to somebody right yeah you guys would have read a comic book we would have been okay <laughs> shit but like you also had the highs let's see let's talk about the highs Deadpool. One of the highs, Mm -hmm. one of the lows. (laughs) Let's go to DC on that one. Uh, (laughs) Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Justice League. Let's never talk about Suicide Squad. Oh God damn it! (laughs) DC, everything. (laughs) DCU, but like it it was like the highs and lows of like the comic world, and um, it was very uh, to me. I think that was what made this last decade something that we could really dive into as a culture. So, what was your high for the movie? Movie or series? Mm. High of the decade. Well, my my high is also probably going to be my low. If we're talking a franchise, I'm going to throw Star Wars into the mix here. Uh. Because oh no, that works. It's okay. The new trilogy. I now granted I haven't seen the latest because it just came out tomorrow morning seven thirty. I'm there. Kayla hates me. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. Shut up. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more than that. I don't know anything besides that. I don't even know that. John, this is the Homicide Vagabonds mug. I will handle it. Hand it to Kyle for him to beat you with it. I got you. I got you. (laughs) However, um, I wasn't a huge fan of what's come out in the main trilogy thus far. Am a fan, very much a fan, of the... Mandalorian. I haven't started it yet. I'm waiting for the season to end so I can just binge, binge the whole don't, thing. You really don't want to do that. This is well, yeah. one of, do you want my honest opinion? 
you, this is one of those series you really didn't want to do that with because it brought the nostalgia back of waiting that week and having the idea of like being able to sit on any it, cliffhanger yeah. that's well, there. Well, I'm going to do it my form it. of binging, also, which is like watch it every like two days. Also, weird fact. You randomly came up to me and asked me, did I see The Mandalorian? Two days after that. We did a podcast that same night about The Mandalorian, so yeah. I was seeing what you were doing. Because Kyle had backed, Kyle had left, and it left me with, like, nobody that had seen it at that point. <laughs> no, you did that two days later. A friend of mine was like, hey, you want to just binge Mandalorian and drink? Yes. Fuck, watch that thing, like, two episodes at a time. I but, cried. So, between Mandalorian, Solo, and Rogue One... Awesome. I enjoyed Solo far more than I should have. I think that's a, the general reaction from a lot of people. Low expectations and high delivery. I didn't like it that much. Which is it, what everyone expected. Yeah. What, what about you, Jax? Well, let's see. Movies. For movies. Well, from, the, from the nerdy genre, if you will. Hmm. Oh, I'm not going movie. Okay, I'm going to go anime with this one. Um... Wait, you said you said oh you said series series yeah. two my bad series I got one but um movie I'd have to say FMA? your oh, no no we don't go there again <laughs> no um your voice um it's essentially about a deaf girl and it's like this giant romance story I I, I wait I, I I don't I've never seen it I'm don't not you going explain to it no what I've seen in it though I was at anime crossroads and someone did a ov I did a uh, AMA on it and I'm Anime music or AMV, excuse me, yeah. and music video of it, and I was just watching it, and I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" And I wrote yeah. it down, and it's on Netflix right now, and I need to go watch it. I watched it. I sat there. I cried because I did not expect something that wasn't Ghibli to make me feel Ghibli feels. That shit hurt. Ghibli, yeah. Ghibli uh, producer, House Moving Castle, Kiki. Uh, no, no, no. It's Ghibli. Um, Ghibli. 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 I'll say Ghibli, Ghibli. Everyone Which calls is it funny Ghibli. Maserati Gif? pronounces it Gif. Ghibli. Yeah, he's Japanese. This is English. Yeah. <laughs> Maserati, the car company. They have a car. No one cares about the Maserati. Yeah, no one can they, afford them. That's Italian. No, and they're terrible but, cars. Too. What about you, Kyle? You're serious. Daredevil. Ah, that was your high. That was a long Luke time Cage. ago, too. All three and seasons were amazing. amazing. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. Fantastic. Oh, yes. I actually really loved him as Kingpin. Holy yes. shit. Like, I was not expecting I, him to be good. And no one no one really thought much of it. Uh, I believed in him. If he could play a space bug, I think he could. I believed Kingpin. in him because I've seen other things he's in. But I didn't have much faith going into these series. So when you saw him in that first few episodes... That's what it's like. Oh shit! This is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's fair. You need to get on that. Like that's that thing. Like you people, it was the first like Netflix one. You know what I mean? Like that it was the, the that was the la- that was the launch of what would now be what we're currently dealing with. The music in Luke Cage was fantastic. Oh my god! Hail, I... Hail to the Chief is one of the songs yes. that I played on fucking repeat in my car. Okay. We Luke opened Cage up. We, 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 we opened up. Uh, Luke, Luke Cage was good. I didn't we, watch season two. I did not watch season two I either. Uh, we opened up. Was it? We opened Coffee. up our podcast talking about it with Ailes of the Chief. I didn't care. I'm like, this is this song is just. It, yeah. It's really good. The whole that series was entertaining. 
Yeah. No, like Luke Cage Iron was Fist my was high. absolute shit. Iron Fist was a piece of shit from the get go, and that wait Jessica wait didn't Jessica Jones come out before Jessica Jones came out before Daredevil? Yeah. No. The... No. Really? No. Daredevil was first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Jessica Jones came out first. Nope. Shortly that's, after. It that's some that wiki shit. Uh, Luke Cage was sec. It was Daredevil, what? Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and then the season twos were all jumbled. Honestly. For me, the high would have been between, ironically, Luke Cage and Black Lightning. Only because uh, those were yeah, hardcore. It was April Daredevil. April 2015 was Daredevil. Jessica Jones was November 2015. And then Luke Cage came. Uh, Daredevil Season 2 was March 2016. And then Luke Cage was September 2016. So, uh, oh, Luke Cage was in Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones Season 1. Yes, yeah. it was. That's where I was like, it was those two were so close that I thought one came after. I, I didn't watch I didn't watch Daredevil till after. Uh, I didn't watch Jessica Jones. I couldn't get into it. I could not get into. I got into her character in uh, in freaking Defenders, but that was about it. I couldn't get into her. Like I tried watching number one, and I just really couldn't. Like, I just don't like Purple Man, and I, I enjoy his power. I just don't like. I, I like the actor. I just didn't like what they. Well, yeah. Them. Matthew Tennant. Yes, man. Fucking Tennant. Oh, <laughs> doctor. God, like the high. I don't know. I think, and it seems stereotypical for the my high was Endgame, and it was because I looked at it from the perspective of this is a culmination of over ten years worth of stuff, and, and it actually delivered. To me, it delivered. It delivered on everything that we wanted. It hit every comic book niche you could have wanted. The only time I think it it fell flat was the Hulk. That was my biggest disappointment of that film. Was uh, was the Hulk. Um, everything else I could deal with. I enjoyed. I, I like that they tied all the movies together. That without that Captain America saying Avengers. Like what was amazing? I, I know Kyle didn't squeal like a little girl. I know I did. Um, I, I I I was very happy. I still go back to that scene a lot. Like someone goes, "You're putting on Endgame." I'm like the last like thirty minutes, <laughs> then I'm turning it off. <laughs> like that's all I want to see was that scene because like the whole the store going uh, was he goes, "You know this is a trap, right?" And Iron Man saying, "I much don't care." And then he goes, "As long as we're all in agreement." Let's kill him properly this time. I'm like, yes, let's go, Thor Odinson, who like who looks more like a king. The funny part is they made Fat Thor as a joke. I'm like, but he looked more like a king because as you become a king, you really don't do as much as you normally would. So you do put on that girth of a body. Yeah. And as guardians, just convert most of that to power, anyways. Also, can can we point out the fact that a lot of people do the same thing with disenchantment, like King Zod from Disenchantment? They. Uh. Have you I, seen en- it? I enjoyed Disenchantment. I, I've watched a bunch good, of episodes of Disenchantment. I've never seen it the whole way through. But so, oh yeah, Zod. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Now yeah, like they do the about. exact same thing and they try and put it off as a joke. But then later on, when he actually wrecks somebody, you have the question. Yeah, no. This is a war. This was a warrior king. He would I mean, destroy someone in a heartbeat. Even Robert Baratheon. Thing. Well, yeah. Let's go back to. Um, you talking about highs? We're talking about that stuff. Let's go with the comic book series. Mm. Now, right now, that is a tie. Because that king, I, I don't know if you had a chance to wa- read that uh, uh, Doomsday Clock. Watch that Doomsday Clock video. Or no, not. I still want to read Doomsday Clock it, so bad. Doomsday Clock so, failed in one respect, as they took too long between each issue. The ending they released, though, 
because I watched I watched it on comic books explaining just recently was absolutely amazing. Like From what, what I've heard though, it's DC doesn't understand the Watchmen. It does not understand the Watchmen, but it understands Doctor Manhattan, and God. that is what I wanted. Essentially, God, yeah. Uh, yes, and actually, I'll take well, I'll take one scene out of that for a minute. He fights the Justice League. He doesn't try because they go, they all fire their magic and everything else, and he literally just looks at him and does something you would do, Kyle. Just breaks it down. He's like, "You guys just learned to manipulate." And he like they threw fire at him with magic, and he just spins around in his hand. He goes, "You guys are just doing things on like like a more basic level than I know how, like that I already know how to do. Like I can take it down to the most molecular of levels on everything that you're doing." And just walks away from them all. And like, that sounds and I, about right. And then, like, he goes back and he explains, like, everything. The one thing... The Flashpoint Paradox is pretty funny. He used that time to change something. And he only changed one thing. And that is what I didn't know. Is what Thomas Wayne? Not at all. Hmm. What he changed was Jay Garrett... Not Jay Garrett. Uh, the original Green Lantern getting the Green Lantern on the bus or on the train he changed that which he couldn't become the Green Lantern which didn't pull together the Justice Leagues of America or the Justice Society of America when that didn't get together that means Clark never saw superheroes on become a national long thing which means he never teamed up with him when he became a superhero which means he didn't save his parents when he was trying to become Superboy when he was younger so he inadvertently caused the death like all he did was change one thing killed everybody screwed up a whole origin stories and killed superman's parents makes sense and all he did was one thing and it was the way they wrapped it up and just went listen this universe that i just talked about is now new 52 congratulations one two three they're all still there but 52 is now his own thing he (laughs) i'll let you finish watching it i'll let anybody go read it or just go watch a video on it it's worth the watch at least for that but like then you have things that could have been great and there my low was secret empire yeah secret the, empire is definitely a low uh, because only, marvel did it so poorly here was the thing with that and i and i agree with that it had so so where doomsday clock had this problem <clears throat> and if you fo- tried to follow doomsday clock from start to finish you were waiting Months, it's like a month and a half between it issues, issue. and maybe Damn. you you didn't know that you didn't like you didn't open the book and go that's coming out on this day. You just went to the store and it was there, and that was the problem with it. Do a Secret Empire, where they had such a really good storyline to start. It started here, shat the bed right at the end. Well, like it, they crapped. It, it didn't shit the bed. The whole storyline was good, but. Between issues like one and two, there's three side stories that you should read before you read two. Between two and three, there's seven. <laughs> but they don't list out the order you should read it in or what's splitting off of it. There was no guide of how to read Secret Empire to get the entire story. Sounds like a Haruhi moment. But I will say, like, as I love Doomsday Clock, the the biggest one was still Batman Metal. Metal, Yeah, Metal by far. Metal, if you did not follow Metal, and I'll give you Metal, Metal was fucking phenomenal. Metal will blow your damn mind as a story. In the back of Metal number one, or zero, zero, it gave every issue they were going to release that you should read to keep up with the story. Every every single Batman Metal pin in my hand. (laughs) You bought them. I have them. No, if you bought them, if you bought the book... 
they handed you a pen of Batman the Wonder Woman. The Merciless, my favorite one. Red which Death. is Oh, of course it's Red Death, because you love The Flash. Then you have, like, the Batman, uh, oh my god, the Cyborg one. It's effectively if Batman became, like, Aquaman or Cyborg or Wonder Woman, and it gets ridiculous. Some of the things <laughs> that they can do. And, like, and then you have the final one, which is the Batman who laughs, who was such a popular character. He's still running around now. Dude, I fucking yeah. love la- that one, too. Oh, so my gosh. White Knight was pretty good. Oh, White Knight was, for any of you Michael Keaton fans... White Knight was pretty good. Michael, It, it was a direct spinoff of the Michael yeah. Keaton Batman. 1990 okay. Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. That was a, that was a great movie. No. It was. It doesn't it, hold up as well. It yeah. doesn't hold up as well anymore. No, no, it's still... If you can put it in context... If you can put yourself back at, like, 1989, it's still watchable... Halo but it doesn't it. hold up. To, it's just okay. It's help me, out, yeah. help me out in remembering which one's the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, Tim Burton. The, thank you. Um, that's the one. Jack Nicholson. That's honestly, it doesn't hold up in comparison, but it's still a fucking good movie. I think it was it, my favorite adaptation of it. Really bringing the comic book feeling to life. Also, Thirty years ago, not the last ten years. Yeah, well, that's another it's discussion. A, it's a, it's that's, a a whole, that's a whole other one. It's a different. Theme. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know okay, you're yeah. not reading comic books. I had everyone in the podcast read comic books because New 52 had just blown up right when we started. And we had some really fun ones. What about you, Jax? You reading books or no? <sighs> yeah, I am. I'm reading more manga right now because I have more time. And one of the hypest moments for me right now is Berserk finally fucking continuing after a decade of not happening. And the storyline that they're coming up with with this shit blows my fucking mind and I don't want to spoil everything that's happening but essentially Guts becomes Batman that's step one step two Casca smiles which if you know the storyline that shouldn't be physically possible and that should be the hypest fucking moment bar none of the entire series Casca should not be smiling and three essentially it's going to end game now where Guts might be going against Griffith for the final time so Okay, if that's the case, let's just talk about regular movies. Let's throw the whole thing for movies in there. Because for some reason, it got really entertaining. Like, 2014, as I always bring up, was the year of uh, uh, the actor and his blank. Because 2014 was was Keanu Reeves and his dog. Was Brad Pitt and his tank. Uh, God dang it. uh, Who played uh, in uh, Desolation of Smog? He was the boatman. He was Bard. Uh, I can't remember that actor's name. Oh, Luke Evans. Luke Evans and his family, like, or his vampirism. Like, oh, and my personal favorite, which I, if you, if you, obviously John Wick is going to be up, is, like, number one for me, but, like, we've talked John Wick out the ass on this cast before, was Denzel Washington and his hooker. <laughs> and that was Equalizer. I fucking loved Equalizer, man. You, you never watched it. It's effectively Denzel Washington goes bat- murdering Batman in a Home Depot, and I can never walk through a Home Depot again without thinking of how I can kill everybody in here by turning off the lights. I mean, you said Denzel. I'm in. It, it's fun- I cannot name a bad Denzel movie. I will. will, will you and me will sit down here. We'll watch it. I hear there's a one and there's a two. Which? Which? Oh my god. Uh, let me talk about that for a second. Uh, Equalizer 2 just came out. All right. Uh, who was the fancy fight? I can never remember the actor. Who plays the Mandalorian? Uh, 
Fuck. He played in also Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I can't. Yeah. Oh, Isaac. God. It's on my tongue. He also plays in Equal. Oscar, Isaac. not Oscar Isaac. It's no, um. No. Uh, fuck. It's gonna. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He, he played. Pascal. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, the, you might want to keep talking. This might take us a minute. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Here's the thing. He I plays. I did not look that up. He I plays remembered. David Ward. Okay. In Equalizer Two. Which is the whitest guy I have ever seen in my life. I had... I, you could have put money on If you would have showed me the picture of David Ward in Equalizer 2 and then showed me the guy from Game of Thrones, you said he plays him, I would have bet money you were wrong. <laughs> There's no shit. I've shown the picture of him. And they yeah. were like... Like, they had to do makeup on him, expand his... Like, they had to reconstruct that dude's face to get him to look like this character in Equalizer 2. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I don't like it. Like, I, I couldn't tell. Okay, speaking of, of Denzel movies... Go on. And I'm a little bit upset that this this never got a part two. Has anyone here seen Inside Man? Yeah. I was obsessed with that movie for like a year. I don't know why. When did it come out? Shit, that's a good question. They weren't done oh, talking about not it. Two th- it. No, not it, last it, decade. it's last decade. Yeah, yeah like 2006. Three years prior. So. Sorry, my, my favorite Denzel movie came out a long time ago, and that'd be Glory. Glory is a great Glory's movie. A yeah, oh, Glory is fucking phenomenal. But Bone we're, collector, we're backtracking. Remember the yeah, Titans. that's that. Then I think Glory goes back further. Than, it's like eighty nine or something. Yeah, it, it goes yeah. back a while. Matthew Broderick is a general. Yeah, general for the Union. It was that. Okay, it's a great story. We all know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle, you said you, you say you have some questions. Uh, if we're not. I mean, if we're gonna stay on, we'll stay on this form of media. We'll just go anime of the decade. Oof. Wait, well, huh? First, let me let me finish up what I was saying here. Like, favorite movie of the decade, then? Uh, with that doesn't have to be anime or anything like that, because uh, I said I said, it's it's John Wick. For me, it is John Wick. But I want to talk my underdog, my number two, which was Equalizer. If you hadn't seen Equalizer, go see it. But John Wick is still. It spawned so much, like two, three, and fans are still clamoring to it and are clamoring to it, and it's phenomenal, and I absolutely love it. Uh, anybody else? What movie really struck you this year or this decade? Oof. Well, this is going to be a recent one, but Joker. Maybe. Thought it was absolutely phenomenal film. Uh, the cinematography was unbelievable. I thought the story was great. Uh, I was able to put out of my mind everything I knew about the character and knew about the universe, which admittedly, compared to the rest of this room, is very little. <laughs> so I'm not afraid to admit that, but I, going at it in, from that regard, I thought everything was just incredibly well done. Very well played character. Uh, the, the setting was phenomenal. The production design was outstanding. Great. Absolutely great film. Jax? Come back to me on that one, because I actually have to break down my list. I said, look at your phone going, you, you ain't texting people, are you? This ain't no. that kind of time. No, I'm actually looking up something, because I want to actually get this name right. Kyle? I can't think of anything off the top of my head from the last decade that would even go into a top 10, top 20 list. Nothing really... I mean, there were good movies, but nothing that's really stuck with me, like... Oh fuck! I can just go back and rewatch that over and over. Hmm. That's fair. I, there are a lot of movies I love that I have seen once, maybe twice, that I probably like, won't see again because I have very little desire to. Because I like the Joker, be as good. but I 
no interest to ever see that again. Agreed. It's going to be a long time before I sit there and watch it again, but I still don't think that makes it a bad movie. By no, stretch. it's not a bad movie. It's a good art movie, and I will leave it at that. Yeah, there's some movies you only need to see once <clears throat> because they're, they're good and once is enough, and there's other movies that are just genuinely fun to watch repeatedly. It doesn't take anything away from either movie. No. All right. Okay. Did you find it, Jax? I think I did. I had to make sure I was right. Train to Busan. Train okay. to Busan came out in 2016. I had to double check. What is that? Okay. I want to say it's Chinese, but I might be wrong. Don't don't quote me on that one. Essentially, zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. happens on a train. And they're trying to get from point A to point B, and they're fighting their way from one train to another. And it is good. Plus, they just came out with an anime adaptation on Amazon that I've been trying to watch. And apparently there's a massive twist that happens at the end that I don't want to spoil. Are you watching on Netflix, any Netflix shows? Um, I forgot a, a few actually. What, what was your series? Uh, the Boys. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was Amazon, a fantastic though. series. It was. We did that whole like cast on that. If you didn't believe how much we liked it, there you go. Just oh. barely made its way into this decade, too. Yeah. Uh, I cannot. Season two's finished. Cool. They have a teaser trailer out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait, wait for that. Oh, yeah, I'll binge watch that shit out of that. Go watch Kengen Asura off there. Kengen Asura, you mean better Kengen version Asura. of Baki the Grappler? You say better version, I won't break my vape on your fucking forehead. <laughs> Let you me won't do finish. it. Let me finish. You won't go without Baki, a vape. Baki has the better storyline. Azura has the more bomb-ass, random, fuck-all fights for no reason. How much have you watched of Baki, <laughs> I have sir? read all of Baki, and that's Amen. why I can say... That the anime, the one that they did for Netflix. Okay, time out. Kengen Asura is effectively just fighting. That's the only difference. That's why I'm saying he actually had storyline. That, that's literally what I just said. Like, Baki has I'm, story. I'm saying you're saying that it has more bomb fights. Yes, because that's the only part that's of the what show. I'm saying. Doesn't make it a better show. No, okay. It's better Baki when it comes to fighting because Baki is all technical. Asura is. We don't have to explain the technicalities to you. It's the fucking fight. Yes, they do. They barely they broke down Jeet do. Kune Do for you. Barely. Bullshit. No, barely no. They barely touched the t- touched the tip of the iceberg of Jeet Kune Do. And this is just me understanding the full mechanics of Jeet Kune Do. Oh man. Now I will say it is. I'll say it is a. It's a. It's a great B list Baki. Oh yeah. Fair and fair enough. It is, I'm not saying it's bad. I've been watching it. I yeah. downloaded it for my flight for something to watch. And I just and I blew through it. I'm enjoying it. Here's the question, though: Have you gotten to the end? Yes. Okay. Have you have you jumped ahead and read the book? No. Good. I don't can't read. This is true. <laughs> but don't. I'm, I'm surprised not, I spelled I, decade right. Takade. <laughs> no, dude. Just I don't want to spoil what what happens. But then there's, don't. There's then a just reason. Fucking don't. Let me. There's a reason why I'm saying. There's some twists that happen that. Baki, I wish they did in Baki. Oh, Baki? There's some twist in oh. the Baki Netflix thing oh, that I wish that apologies. they did. My apologies, my yeah. apologies. I thought you meant did I did I read ahead on Kengen? I'm yeah, like, I should have been more specific. I, I, I've, read, I've read all of Baki. We're good. Yeah. Okay. So you you, you know yeah, what I know. happened? Yeah. Okay. So that the reason why I'm saying better Baki is Netflix fucked up. They tried to coin it as its own series when in reality it's what season five at this point. It's actually season four. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that shit out for a while now, but. Yeah. My point is, they fucked up. 
everybody new coming into this is like, oh, this fucking high yeah, school. Which is you had no ass. idea why, and they yeah, yeah and it you pissed, had to go find it off to the side. Yeah, and it but, pissed me off. But that's enough of that anime. I just was curious if you because you were talking about Netflix. If you yeah. had gotten a chance. to Oh watch no, that I've yet. seen all of Kanganasura. Yeah. and holy I, shit, I had to stop reading Baki because I one I couldn't keep finding it anymore. Uh, it got a little I, more complicated. I might have to help you with that. Uh-huh. No, but um, you were look. talking about best anime of the decade. Yeah, that becomes very difficult. Um, mm. Because within this decade, what for has you? ended? <laughs> well, yes, for for me and Jax, uh, what has? Because like, you got to think about if are we talking about things that just started this decade or could have ended in this decade? Happened mm. in this decade. Well, I'm, I'm saying that because Shippuden had been going. Naruto, for example, and I'm not saying it's an answer. I'm not. It's not my answer by any means. Believe it, Naruto. <laughs> Naruto had started like 14 years ago and finally ended in this decade. So I was wondering if that's what you were counting as well, because to me it's only a two-way fight between a three-way fight between Fairy Tail, Dragon Ball Super, and My Hero Academia. Mm. I have one more. Well, I mean, Demon Slayer is great to watch. My time I was reincarnated as slime was good. Um, what was your one more? Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, well, yeah. I like it. I like Seven Deadly Sins. I do, but I wouldn't call it the best one. No, I wouldn't call it. Super would be the best for me. Then it would be My Hero. Unfortunately, FMA Brotherhood was 2009. That hits right in yep. the middle. Right below. Right, yeah. right, 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 below, right before the start of the decade. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. But I will, I'd have to rank it the sa- almost the same way. My Hero. Okay, Super was the greatest extension of an anime. Fair. The greatest starting of an anime still goes to my hero. It has the greatest uh, like popularity, the greatest forefront. I would actually tack in Overlord on top of that too. Overlord's been fun. I loved Overlord because it's me as an an it's me as an anime character instead of a video game. I do want a giant hamster. Ah, hamski. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't have do you have one, Don? I'm trying so hard. Um, well, the only one I had very much exposure to uh, this decade was uh, Overlord. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry. To you. <laughs> no, but it is genuinely good. I do enjoy it. Uh, you do. You do a great job, Demirge. Yeah. Thank you. So that's uh, that would have to. If I had to pick something, I'd have to pick the one I know best. But it's not a bad choice either. No, it's not. Can I go DBZA? I, Sword I Art Online A. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, those were this decade. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, or got me beer. I, I I think I got one. I mean, the abridged series were good. The abridged series were, but they yeah, didn't. Fantastic. They didn't animate. They didn't no. animate those themselves, and that was the. That's be part of like the kin, the part of it that makes sense. But they because wrote it. The reason, the reason why I would actually put Overlord and. Uh, my uh, or my hero above super was because they didn't take three seasons to f- or uh, two seasons of their show to figure out how to do animation properly. That's fair, but I mean, Toei had some problems and some financial issues, and Sony had to step in and. God, it hurt I, to I watch. Mean, but like everything after that was just phenomenal. Funimation has some problems and. I think you know, it, was just, it was just fun, like the, watching some like new stuff. A anime had some issues and some money problems. It it happens. Because nerds like me, you know. <laughs> yeah, they pirate instead of 
paying. <laughs> yeah, pirating. Because I actually want to watch the damn thing. Yeah. What about you, Jax? I had to sit here long and hard and think about this, and there's only one anime that I can honestly say that I have rewatched over and over just so I can have a feels trip. That came out of 2000? 2010 on the dot. Okay. Angel Beats. Oh, I've heard of it. I've never... Okay, I've heard of that, but I've never watched Angel Beats. Pretty much. Sounds like a sex toy. Not not just like sell a song. It's Angel Beats, not Beads, but yes. Okay. Still sounds like a sex toy. (laughs) I'm I'm not even mad. (laughs) So, it's about a bunch of kids that are dead. They're living in purgatory, and they're trying to figure out why. And the main character has amnesia. So, he has no idea what's going on. Main character have amnesia? No way. Right? Does in purgatory have, of all places, right? Does he have protagonist hair, or she? Yes, actually, <laughs> the answer to that is to both is yes. God damn it! Because you have I love it's that not game. just Spot one protagonist. Protag. It's not just one protagonist. You have Co- all the protagonists. Comes out with giant pink hair. <clears throat> oh no! I'm a tragic backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sorry, sad man. part is had a protagonist. <laughs> Yuripe essentially had to deal with a, a saw situation. Here's the best part about it: Chi Chi is the only one to come out with a bunch of main protagonists still sitting here. Yep. What's good? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just flexing hard on people. Like she's like, I'm not going anywhere, motherfuckers. Oh, you tried to attack me in the movies? Garlic Jr. can go suck a dick. She Fuck powers you. up and beats the shit out. Of I her. swear to God, I thought she went K.O. Ken in that movie. Yeah. I mean, that was going... So Angel Beats is... I've heard it. I've heard of it, and I've seen, like, the ending of it, and... Yeah. uh, The ending doesn't hit as hard unless you've seen the entire series. And And I have an issue where I sat there, watched it in English, watched it in Japanese. Hits the exact same way. Because... That's rare. Yeah. That is scary (laughs) rare. That is... In oh both languages. Baki didn't do that, but we laughed our ass off at the difference. Baki did not do that. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> there was the difference. Okay, so you understand, like, over here, so uh, for Don's explanation why we're all laughing, um, I, I, we did a, we did a cast a couple years back, or a couple years back, and I said, I want, it was part of our anime uh, club that I want to bring back, and I did for my hero to watch, which was, um, what else was there? Read, and then you can go like this, and I want you to, like, just come in and tell us what you thought of it, share on our Facebook, whatever, and I they did Baki because I wanted to do Baki and then I got bored and I did subbed and then I watched it again in dubbed and the subbed and the dubbed are totally different (laughs) and not for all the characters all the other characters are okay until you get to the main antagonist which is which is Yujiro Hanma who is a motherfucking monster and I don't mean that in like in a bad way unless you unless you listen to it dubbed and then he is a motherfucking monster but if you listen to it subbed he is literally a caring father who is just He's, like, I am this omnipotent fighting being. I'm trying to raise this. In the show, in, in, in dub, he literally walks up to all the people that his son has fought and goes, I want to thank you all for this delicious meal that I'm about to partake as my son has been fighting all of you weaklings. In sub, it's like, I want to thank you all for raising and taking care of my son and getting him up to this level. Uh, I am unfortunately going to have to beat him. But I want to thank you all for giving it your all. And right. beat the shit out of him. There was a difference. And then, like, in the, we were talking about the manga going forward, he accidentally hugged his wife too hard. And I do say that was an accident. <laughs> mm, um, I will say it was an accident. I <laughs> Because, I hey, he's Japanese. Not, he's not black. <laughs> he's not white. 
I can say a lot of things about all the things you just said. Nah, he broke her back with a hug. Yeah, that was no accident. He straight hugged her. He hugged he her to death. Bear hugged her to oblivion. It was one. It was one squeeze. Yeah. And effectively, it was. It was. It was. Baki even said that maybe my dad loved her too hard. Michael, as long as you have this delusion or this thing, right? I can, right. I, my theory's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like he apparently the character in the story had nowhere to go. And he's like, when you're on the mountain, what the hell do you do? And no one's near the summit, so he created his own son to do it. So that was really like that's where the sub versus dub. If you have a really screwed up thing, that's where it gets different. Uh, yeah, it, I do like the whole so relationship funny. between him and Muhammad Ali. That mm. I do like that relationship. They got to get to that. God, oh shit! Not, yeah, I don't want to spoil that. That is so good. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. That was so funny. But okay. But so, uh, okay. What's an, anyone have another one they can think of off the top of their head? I can't say books. I suck at that one. But the, I think the one that's lingering on top of our head is going to be the most common one I'm thinking of. I'm trying to get the hard ones out of the way before we went to video game. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, I There's got been some one. good book series. I just don't know books. I don't read. Well, I, I, don't I read comics it. a lot more than I read books. I think there's one live action series that we haven't we've only briefly touched on but was a big part of the decade Game of Thrones I read I barely watched I'm not gonna lie I, I couldn't get into we, the series we can't get we can't get off of movies and television without at least a a passing mention that let's, I mentioned let's say Robert one of the, Baratheon yeah, that's enough one of the biggest one of the biggest shows of the decade yeah it was and it's it's kind of like it goes back to like uh, Secret Empire for a minute, uh, where you get to like a fantastic everything else, and then you get to the ending, and then the problem with Game of Thrones they, is besides they didn't finish the books, the books aren't done, and they jump the shark. Yeah. The last season, I don't remember the guys' names off the top of my head, but. They said they were making that season for housewives and NFL players and not going after their target demographic. Well, I think the problem was their target demographic shifted about midway through the show when, when it became a... When it jumped the shark. Yeah. became a huge powerhouse of a show and everyone was watching it, so then it wasn't for the fantasy people anymore. It was for everybody. That said, I'm not, I think the show was fine. I still enjoyed every episode I watched of that show. I have my criticisms. Except for Battle Battle Winterfell. Yeah, I have my criticisms, but I don't think that it was... I wouldn't say it's terrible and garbage and it ruined the whole series for me. Oh, no, no, no. Heavens, no. No, because I I just... Season 8 was wrong. I had Bronn, and I was very happy with Bronn. Like, like I, I literally watched three episodes of Game of Thrones, went to Cal and tell him, like, you, where it's at, right? Message him, like, where it's at right now. Bronn's still alive, right? And he goes... You sure you want me to run there? Like, Motherfucker, if he's dead, I have no reason to watch the rest of this damn series. I'll Tormund just stop Giant right Slayer. now. Huh? Tormund Giant Slayer. I-, I hadn't gotten to him yet, so you remember, I was at the very beginning. I'm like, if he's dead, I have no reason to go anywhere farther, because you've got to be able to latch onto that character. And like, my- Oh, I latched onto Tyrion. I, I, through the books and same. through the show. Amen. Oh yeah, but that's my personality. Oh, I love Tyrion. Hold on, I love I love Tyrion just for being the wise ass, and you can see that in most of the D and D characters that I play and how I react with people. And this is where it gets complicated in D and D. Me and Kyle, we can think the same way in like D and D, where we just manipulate everyone else to work for us. I attached to Braun because of just just the hilarity factor of oh, everything yeah. that he. Whereas did. I made the mistake of attaching myself to uh, Oberyn Martell. <laughs> Naturally, oh, and that. 
I, I spent about ten minutes staring at a black screen at the end of that episode. Uh, that was that was rough. Is it weird that I attached myself to Tyrion simply because I love Peter Dinklage? No. No, it's fine. I, I've heard worse reasons to like a character. Well, Fair. okay, so if that's the case, then let's talk. You're talk you talked about We bringing... like Harley Quinn because Margot Robbie's hot. I mean, Basically, that's fair. That is a definitely a horrible way to hatch onto a character. But we were talking about Ford, and that was a fun way to segue uh, and bringing up an event that had, did happen. Um, you talked about how Marvel movies brought uh, comic books to the mainstream. You talked about how Game of Thrones brought fantasy to the mainstream. Let's talk about Ninja and bringing Twitch mm. yeah. to the mainstream. So I don't know how this happened, how, how that affected any of you guys, but I know it sucked for me. To having to explain to a bunch of fifty to sixty year old people in a uh, in a broker, in a brokerage firm, what the hell Twitch is? Because I walk in and it's on, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Money talk right now, and I'm like, this dude just did this, and I'm like, son of a bitch! <laughs> you mean so Justin I'm, TV? I'm like, God, I gotta fucking explain. And literally, someone grabbed me, pulled me to the side, and was like, hey. What's this Twitch thing? And I'm like, it's the same thing I explained to you about what E3 was, man. Like, this is the shit that you people don't pay attention to and where all the money's going right now. Okay, so for the people that don't know, because I did not give four shits about Ninja, what the fuck did he do? So he play, was a huge Fortnite player, and he got Still it. Still is. And he, and, yes, okay. Well, he, on Twitch. Let me finish my state. He was a huge Fortnite player on Twitch. And then he got into some games with Drake. And then after that, they pulled in more and more oh. rappers. And when I say he was big, he was big for what Fortnite standards were at the time. He then just broke the average by, like, multiplying it by hundreds of thousands in less than three hours. He had over a million subscribers at one point. Yes, in, but that only took him from 20,000 to a million in two hours because he had Drake and everybody else playing Fortnite with him. So think about that. Like now, their whole everyone's talking about it because that's a huge influx of money. And now he's getting sponsorships, and Samsung's trying to and enter into with Twitch because, and then all the movie companies, which is shit that we already as gamers already knew about. It was just watching your favorite guy blow up. You're like, wow, damn. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I watched AGDQ, and well. It was games or classic games done quick started in like 2011. Yep. 2012ish. Then it went to games done quick. Then, and then annual games, annual games done quick. Awesome then summer. Games. Awesome games done quick. Summer games done quick started in 2014. It literally started in a guy's basement like mm -hmm. we're doing right now, and now their last marathon raised over three million dollars. That's something that we actually post about and talk about on our cast very January very 5th. We we and we watch we watch one. throughout the years all the time. If you don't get a chance, it's something that me and Kyle have considered doing too. And it's a game that doesn't get speed run, and it, we just I know how long. It's speed run by one of my favorite runners. No, no, I meant like it's not done. It, no, it's not done at the events. Exactly. It, so it's a good chance of us getting in, and it's just very, very, very long. We don't have the time. Which game? Grandia Three. Oh. oh yeah. God, that I love the Grandia series. Me and this guy literally spent 24 hours playing that game. And your ex-wife stopped us 10 minutes before the end. Oh, yes. I got in so much trouble for that. I didn't... Yeah, I mean... I don't, looking I back, I, I got yelled at. If but, it, like, it's such a fun game for us. See, if I ever actually went and tried to get into speedrunning, I would definitely go for Parasite Eve. 
just simply because I love that game too damn much. I don't think I've ever seen that in a marathon. Nor have I. Legend it's a fucking good game. What about Legend of Dragoon before it gets the remake? Oh my I've god, I would that. play that in a heartbeat. I fucking love Dragoon. I I've seen that a few times. I have not. It was see, on the earlier ones. I don't see it in games done quick, but I've seen people play Nights in the Dreams in European Speedrun, assumedly. But I watch ESA, I watch GSA and all of it. I just wish there was more races with, like, Sonic 2, but I never yeah. get to see that. I've seen a few. I, but they're they're not, like, there's an entire Sonic's, community of oh, just no, Super Mario 64 speedrun races. Yeah. I want a Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles race. That's all I want. So, recently, one of the speedrunners from, I want to say he's from Spain, he is a Mario 64 runner. But they started a speedrun league. I'd fucking join that if they did the games I need. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, it switches up. Yeah. I don't know much about it. It's really rather new. Hmm. All right. I can dig it. Then let's go ahead then, because that was our big talk there. Let's talk on the video game then. Okay. Anybody have it on I... their top of their head? Yep. What's up? Uh, the game I've been playing religiously for the past couple of years, Warframe. Okay. Don't know how it happened. Don't know why, but one of my it's friends. Gary Gygax's fault. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Shit. It really I, is. No, it was a bunch of Canadians that decided that they were going to make space ninjas, and it worked. And a fucking you just put space and ninjas together. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing pirates in it. Put some Iron Man shit in there together too. It works out. But it's a fucking glorious game. It started from nothing. Then suddenly they raise a shit ton of money, and then they made their own convention. So. Don. Oh, I've got a number of games that uh, definitely hit my, my decade pretty hard. Uh, I've already mentioned Fallout. I'm going to mention another one of mine. Uh, relatively small game that not uh, a lot of people know about. Bruce, you've heard me talk about. A little game called Foxhole. I've heard you talk about it. Never heard of it. One of, of it. the most entertaining games I've ever played because it fits everything I was looking for in a game. It's a persistent world, MMO, kind of MMO style, uh, isometric World War One slash World War Two resource-based fighting game or combat game. So everyone, everyone that joins the game, put in a massive world, huge maps that all connect. Anything you want, vehicles, you have to gather the resources for, construct, put it onto the field. However, it's so big and so time-consuming that you can't. Your, your your frontline soldiers can't be the ones also building your tanks because you'll never get a chance to to drive them out there. The main battle tanks take... The war has to persist for, like, three weeks before the tech tree even gets far enough for big tanks. And then they take 24 hours to craft the blueprints, and then you have to still build the tank and supply it with ammo and fuel and drive it to the front lines. It takes a logistics team. We're talking hundreds on hundreds fighting in this ever-changing map. Construction, Some... defenses, foxholes. It's a huge, huge game. Sounds kind of like EVE. Yeah. In a, it's got elements to, to Eve, except it does reset. The war does end. When it ends, that's when they'll normally do a content patch, start over, and the war starts fresh. They've got some new mechanics that they're always developing that kind of help bridge the gap from one war to the next. But every war plays out different. You can switch sides only in between the wars, and then you're right back at it. What do you do best? Are you a frontline fighter? Are you a soldier? I played a medic a lot. So I was the one keeping people alive, 
making sure you don't lose valuable resources because it all costs resources that have to be trucked to the front lines. But you have to be careful of enemy saboteurs get behind your lines and, oh, they laid mines on the road and they managed to hit your supply lines. So there you go. You lost a ton of resources. Or they captured them, took them back to their base, and now it's theirs. So every bullet that's fired has to be constructed in a factory, put on a truck, and carted to the front lines so you guys can keep fighting. Absolute this tons of fun. free to play. You have to buy the game, but there's no subscription fee. So it's... I, I, and I don't think it's that expensive right now. Uh, but it's I picked it up, I think, in a Steam sale um, two years ago. And it's just been developed even further and further since then. It's some of the best online war game experiences I've ever had. Oh, Steam. Oh, That's something of the decade. Yeah, I, I had to write that down. Holy shit, I might buy that. That, that does sound very Eve-like, and I l- could never get into Eve online just because the amount of... That's a full-time job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's people that have full-time banker jobs and accountants in that game, and that's their job. And then you hear about a battle that cost $2.5 billion yeah. because of things that were lost. It's ridiculous. I love reading those stories, though. Well, you, you'll get, like, a small taste of that in Foxhole. Like, there'll be a huge battle, and you realize, all right, we're pushing the enemy. we got this huge battle line trying to take over the city. And now we're out of howitzer shells, so we can't keep our artillery barrage assault going. Well, that's trouble. Fight back with what you can, but you're just going to get slowly rolled over if you don't get resupplied. If you don't have a lot of time, find the to silverware. Play, yep. <laughs> if you don't have a lot of time to play, you can hop in, was find it? the front lines, and just grab a rifle and fight for like an hour. If you have a lot of time to play, go start at the base, mine some resources, start some construction, and then make your way to the front lines. Was it what about like you're talking about Eve? What about that guy that uh, he got destroyed and then he created a new account, joined a corporation, made it all the way to the top of CEO of that corporation over two years, and then nope. just. Dismantle the whole entire corporation to fuck them all. Yeah. Oh my God, that guy. That, that is. That some, is holding on to some spite right there. That is like oh. petty awards. I don't care what anyone says. Like you win right there, man. Uh, what What about you, Kyle? Game. Game of the not even game of the game that has well, influenced you the most. I won't go with game of a decade because that's gonna be a question for a little later on. But influence. I mean, the Arkham series, fantastic. With the exception of the tank simulator at the end. <laughs> or, or Origins. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're... I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Who's ever heard of Arkham Origins? <clears throat> I mean, Heroes of Might Magic 7. Mm. 6 was a lot of fun, even though it's a little different, but... Way different, yeah. Still fun. I really wish uh, they actually did Gaslight. Divinity and 2. I was going to say, mine, mine that's influenced me for this year... Was, was probably Divinity Original Sin. Uh, I like two better, but yes. No, well, yeah, I mean, Divinity Original Sin is what... I picked up a... I got bored, and I was going through the store trying to find a game that was going to be entertaining. And I picked up Divinity Original Sin from uh, GameStop. And Larian I, Studios. Check we, them out. Fucking yeah, we've promoted them like a motherfucker on our, on our Facebook and here. I picked it up, and I'm like... It was like the Game of the Year edition or something. And I'm like, okay... Uh, Kyle, I got this game. Well, it's about this guy right here. Uh, he was talking about moving back, and I'm like, I didn't really have a job at that point. I have so, nothing to do. And he goes, I'll preface this. 
I was I moved to Texas for two years to work in the solar industry. My lease was about up. I was traveling about ninety five percent of my time in Texas. I was never at my place. So I'm like, you had a I'm really expensive burned out. Unit. So I'm like, my lease is up. I'm gonna go back to school. He doesn't have a job because he's in between contracts. So I messaged him. I'm like, I'm like, I told no. He says like, I'm about to move back. And my response was, man, I'm not doing much. I could help you drive back. He messaged me the next morning. Okay, so your plane takes off, and I'm uh-huh. like, wait, what? <laughs> and I walked in my, I was living at my parents' house at the time. I walked in there, and went, so I'm going down to fucking Texas. Can someone drop me off at the airport next week? They're like, okay. And this is right when the Cubs are in the World Series. Very true statement. Oh, That's my moment no. of the decade. That's, yeah, that's his moment of the decade. We were listening to a game on the way up. That was playoffs. That wasn't the World Series. I know, no. We were listening to like some games on the way up. And we watched at my house even and did some stuff. But I picked up Divinity Original Sin and I brought it with me. And I'm like, I have this game. Let's play it. And we were supposed to go to bed. And we kept playing for a really for like, long time. We only played it for like three hours the initial time. And then we made the mistake of packing the TV so we like fuck I guess we'll just start the drive now <laughs> but when we got back is when we put hours on hours of figuring that game out so we put 60 hours into it and realized we fucked up so we had to go back to the beginning and it took us about 75 to initially be right. <laughs> well, there's a section you can't kill these things unless you have this wand. And, like, we, we our save file that was originally for to get the wand was way back when. And it, it was a nightmare. But, like, you it was... You learned character classes and all that nonsense. But that's the cool thing about the game is you pretty much, like, friendly fire on all the time. Who need... Who doesn't need friendly fire? Just Elemental right. physics is on <laughs> all the time. Uh, like poison clouds will blow up. You're standing in a pool of ice or water. And it conducts electricity. Conducts Enjoy. electricity. First five minutes of the game, Kyle blew me up. That's every game, though. That's not probably. No, no, it was a, hey, the, the friendly fire is usually not a thing. Dropped a boulder that spawned oil. I was like, wait, what the hell was that? And he goes, uh-huh. firebolt. And I was like, fossil toss. It was fossil sauce was the name of the spell. Then he goes firebolt and explodes me up, and I'm like, "Huh." <laughs> well, I guess this hurts everybody now. It does. It's a thing of beauty. <clears throat> uh, but yes, and then like my reignition of fighters was also this year as well. Like Tekken Seven, we put some wow. hours into that game. Wow. And then we Dragon Ball Z a- Fighters, which made me go back to King of Fighters. We put a lot. Oh, that the was this of, decade. Holy beginning shit. Beginning of the decade with King of Fighters when I was on 20, leave. King of Fighters 2013. There was no good, like, fighting games out there at the no time. There was no good multiplayer games That was what I meant, multiplayer. Yeah. So I picked that up, and he, he asked me, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just playing this. So we sat there, smoked cigarettes, drank beer, and played King of Fighters to the point of us just beating and mastering every fucking character in that game. To the, he went My back. Fingers bleeding. Yeah, his finger was bleeding. Mine were just cramping up. But he went back to the military, and his friend was playing. At Kyle's his dad looks at him and goes, "I'll play," and just floor wops the guy. And the guy goes, "Man, you're really good at this." I'm like, "You should play the guy back in Illinois." <laughs> I'm like, like, "We're just fucking around." Like, they, but I like, never pick a top tier character either. No, God, no. I, I pick it because I like Terry Bogard, and that was about it. 
Like I like Athena. Terry Bogard. Oh, Athena. Fucking Athena. See, I still, Athena. I still just need more King. King was my girl. Then Kitty Boo Boo for Tekken. Uh, I, I don't know Kitty Boo Boo's real name. Neither do I. I know Brian. Uh, uh, no, Brian Fury was. Yep, it was Fury. Brian yeah. Fury was my guy. Mm. I just boxed the Lucky whole time. Chloe. Mm. Lucky Chloe. There it was. I just boxed the entire time I played that game, and it was just fun. But it released my favorite DLC of the decade. Which one? Bowling. Tekken fucking bowling. <laughs> Wait, what? If you do not know, this Tekken 7 has a DLC for Tekken Bowling. And if you ever want to come over and play it, I Try still have it. Try and guess what happens in Tekken Bowling. Uh, they play volleyball. Um, That's the best thing ever. Tekken Bowling is so much fun. We put I, everyone, but like, the game's going really quick. It's just like, but like, uh, just playing your character to see how they would bowl or finding the right guy that you would use. It was real. Like you play Jack Jack and he's freaking, or Jack Five and he just launches the ball like million miles down the lane and that's it. Just it, breaks it, it, souls with it. No one did good in that game. Like, no spares were damn near impossible for us to damn. get. It was very difficult. Like, it was fun, but we had, like, as soon as I, as soon as I heard about it, I just downloaded it. I had people over here and we're just like playing Tekken bowling all night. Like and we don't even like DLC, but that that DLC that was, was worth DLC. time. All right, so this Kyle stepped away for a moment. I can ask you two shoot for this question. Favorite convention of the of the decade. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Favorite so, decade. Favorite convention of your year yeah, <laughs> is really, effectively it for you. Of. Well, He's been going to conventions since like last year late. RobinCon 18 was my first convention. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, RobinCon holds a special place in my heart because it's, it's where my convention season started. I'm just getting this out of the way quick. But uh, Yeti, Yeti is up there. This isn't video for games. Being, for being such a, uh, <laughs> such a unique gone, experience. But Atlanta, oh, yeah. I think, was Atlanta was just incredible going down anime we get Atlanta to see how massive that was I think that was the most impressive convention I probably had the most fun at Yeti mm. Jax okay so of the decade I got as a three way tie for me and one I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due this year I had two that tied with each other anime magic yeah. well anime magic was like not the highest on the decades, but it was a great con, but it wasn't the best of the decade. I mean, an honorable mention for a first year. Yeah, it was a glorious honorable mention, but... Go on. Anime Central 2010, going the farthest back, that was the first time I can honestly say that I stayed up for 72 hours and did not realize it. Rookie. No. <laughs> I've stayed up for longer, but I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> But that was the one year where I was just like, oh, wait, the con's over already? What the fuck? It, I never touched my hotel room. I barely ate. And the entire time, I was just like on just fueled on hype. Go on. Uh, let's see. The two that tied this year. Yomacon, because the rave was phenomenal. And the last con that I actually just did a review on because I was asked to do it. Uh, Midwest Fur Fest. It was literally nothing but raves the entire fucking time. And just good vibes, and I. You're could, a rave man, I can see. I like good music. Like if you give me good music and actual good feelings the entire time, I'm a happy bastard. Ah. Uh, and the tabletop room wasn't that bad either. 
God, for me, like, it has to be, like, I have to break them down between, like, vacation conventions and, like, micro-working conventions. Like, Midori Fest, to be an example, uh, would be something that you guys, uh, I hadn't taken you guys to before. It was a Shawnee Lodge and Resort where me and Chris just sat there and just cooked all the time. Uh, it was our first time at, like a, like, a relaxing event where we just brought steaks and burgers and, like, Favorite con of the decade has to go to, not this year, but the year before Geek Out hmm. with the wrestlers. Okay, you got to tell a story. Oh, Kyle would be able to tell the story better. He got to run the that ropes. Two years ago. I thought it was, it was two. Was it two years? Oh, you're I right. It was year. two. Okay, well, you just skipped a year. It was two years ago. My bad. Uh, we had, we, they, they, or they Eastern asked, Christian wrestling. They brought out wrestlers who. I was sitting in the in the nice uh, room, and I got to talk to them, and I convinced them to come down and uh, drink with us. Hold on. You said the name was Eastern Christian, Christian Wrestling? Wrestling? Uh-huh. There's a Christian wrestling ring? Plenty of them. There's a Christian oh, yeah. everything. What the fuck? There's plenty of them. Doesn't matter. They came out, and they hung okay. out, and Kyle got to actually run the ropes. I did. It's uh, a lot of fun. It was it was the first time I had you Those and I, I had you and Tony out there at the same. No, Tony came out. I thought Tony was not there for the first geek out. Well, your first geek out. There's difference. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, he just came back. So, we're talking Greco or are we talking WWE? No. WWE. Okay. Professional wrestling. Not, okay. Well, that was not fun. amateur then wrestling. I, I think that one was up there. Then I actually have to go with uh, this year. Then actually, because we did the we did the we did the uh, brisket, hmm. and didn't die. <laughs> you understand that brisket was difficult, because Kyle started it, and then we all had to watch it. And if you didn't watch it, the water evaporated, and then when the water evaporated, the heat. So that's the start of a seventeen-pound brisket. Yeah, that's about right. Jesus. Yeah, the uh, the brisket you didn't smoke her. We did. That is. Oh, okay. That's the finish of the 17 So, here's the thing. How long it took to cook? We started it, and then we went to bed. And, like, I, I, I stayed up as late as I could. Met some raccoons. Met a baby deer. Passed out with bird watching it. Woke up to go to the bathroom at 6 a.m. Or 3 a.m. And freaking there was Seth, was Seth just sitting there at it. And I'm like, Seth, what are you doing? He's like, looking for this stuff. And I'm like, no, no, I meant, why are you watching it? Bird, bird wanted to go to bed. And I'm like, oh. It's over there. And I just crashed right back out. And then I woke up at six and it was done and it was supposed to go for another But yeah, like, if you didn't six keep, hours. It was supposed to be at like two twenty, but if you missed the water putting it in time, it jumped to like three fifty. Oof. And it was just an inferno in there, so we had to pay attention to what we were doing. But it's so good. It's hmm. it's so good. He woke up an hour later so I could come get he, he was messaging me, it's ready, and I'm like, I'm crawling. Give me a second. <laughs> But brisket that, for breakfast was amazing. It sounds oh, amazing. Oh, but that was also my fun, fun, fun part. Brisket for any time is well, amazing. Well, here's what I love about that event. I'm and and as a whole, I go like straight full dad mode, where it's me cooking and Chris cooking, and Chris couldn't make it this year, so it was Kyle helping me cook, and like we were sitting there with a beer like the entire time, and we were just cooking. Like if you would have came up to our campsite, we had a portable kitchen supplied by Bird's family. That had like all the stuff there. We had all the plates on there. Kyle was on one. We had a flat top with a we had a grill and a flat top all combined. Supplied by my brother. Supplied by his brother, and Kyle was on one side, taking care of hash browns and bacon. 
Uh-huh. I was on the other side doing eggs to order for everybody else. Nice. So they were coming up, they'd get one thing, and then there was like he'd put up special like cash rounds for me and him because we wanted to make sure we got it. Giving us more money. Yes, that's always uh, that's usually a slight issue. But we ended up just like sitting there, just yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> Midori Khan, yeah, I know. Yeah, Midori taught me that. Uh, it, but that's where I try to like limit a lot of that. But so we just cooked everything, and Tony did help out a lot on that. For the money, yeah, Tony yeah. did help so out we, a lot. So we, well, the cooking I knew was gonna be on you and me. <laughs> and I was, wanted the cooking to be. I know on that's me. why I wanted. That's what I meant. Like we were, we talked about this before. So people would come up and just like get eggs, and we'd just be cooking everything. And there's always the fun time of the uh, Saturday night Relaxing. funness. Oh, it's just relaxing, too. It really is. And that's why I encourage everyone to go next year again. Uh, I'll have my baby. Baby will just be born. Aww. And uh, Hannah Nodori messaged me and said, I've got you your private cabin. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> no one wants to hear that cry at 3 a.m. No, but they will. Not in that private cabin. <laughs> that's what you think. Mm-hmm. So we, we, I had him like, dude, if you want me to come, I got to have, I, I need a private cabin for the kid. <laughs> Wife needs it, all this other stuff. And so we've got that coming up, and that'll be this... June-ish. Second weekend of June. We'll oh, be shit. The, we'll, be, you... we'll be the time. Well, shit, congrats, mate. Thank you. Uh, his birthday will be when the baby's born. <laughs> May 26th. Nice. Um, but that's just cons out of the whole thing. Um, Kyle, uh, what so, is... So, going back to what... I, before I left, you were talking about the DLC... For oh, Tekken Bowling. Bowling, Tekken Bowling, yeah. My favorite DLC for the decade has to be Tiny Tina's Dungeon Keep yes. for Borderlands 2. The oh Dungeon D&D yes. expansion of Borderlands 2 was Tiny so good. Tina made me cry. Bunkers and Badasses, not D&D. That's copyrighted, uh-huh. so it had to be Bunkers and Badasses. I, I was so happy because... That was we, so much fun. We got to meet Mr. Torque and become oh. friends with uh, Chris Rager and Josh Martin. But I also met Thousand Face Cosplay, who were cosplaying a maniac and Tiny Tina. Psycho. Nice. Oh, Psycho, excuse me. And uh, Tiny Tina at the I, time. I really like the, the voice actress for Tiny Tina. Her Some of the stuff she's done independent of the game. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but a- I know. Ashley Burton. Yeah, yep, yep. If you haven't seen her web series, Hey Ash, What You Playing? Yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. Short videos, very funny. And then when I found out that she was going to be doing the voice of Tiny Tina, I was like, oh, this is going to this is gonna be great. That flipped my lid, though, because I remember Hey, I switched playing. Yeah. Like, holy shit, that caught me off guard. She also played uh, the voice of the merchant Cricket in Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Didn't she do Aloy for Horizon? I think so. What is it? Uh, all of the Borderlands DLC, especially for Borderlands 2, was fantastic. Man. I will say one of my favorite things that we people we got to meet within the decade. It's a, it's kind of a toss up. Pillsbury homeboy. <laughs> and my, my my toss up is between that opportunity for uh, for the uh, football friends to meet uh, uh, Vince Lombardi's grandson and hang out with him and keep up contact with that guy. Who's going? He said his one of his responses was, "Why go try to meet these people when I can take you on to Lambeau Field and we can make fun of the Green Bay Packers?" And I'm like. Who are you? Like <laughs> I didn't know his last powers name. Do you I possess? didn't know his last name at the time. And I'm like, who the? F-? I looked at my my people I worked with and went, who the fuck did you <laughs> sit me next to? All I know his name is Tony, and he's a green. He was a green beret. That's as far as I've gotten in the conversation. I walk out. What's your last name? Lombardi. Like, 
Like north? He goes, yes. I turned around and looked at my entire... I looked at my entire team and I went, motherfuckers! You guys put me next to this guy and you expect me to keep him entertained? Like you have a trophy named after your family? Right. (laughs) I'm like, I got to keep him entertained and he's like, you need to come down here and bring your military friends, your veteran friends, and I'll bring my veteran guys and we'll sit here and we'll drink. And I'm like... Let me get this. Let me get this all situated. Cause let me get this conversation. He's in New York right now, so I have to wait till we get that all figured out. Cause yes, I'd be more than happy. He just he drinks what's called the CU next Tuesday, and uh, fuck that again. I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> I took a drink one. I told he ordered one. I looked at the bartender. I'm like, I'll take whatever Tony's drink or uh, he's drinking. He goes, You want what Tony's drinking? I'm like, Okay, you know who he is. That just scares me. He's like, Yes. He goes, He's drinking a CU next Tuesday. I'm like. Yep. I don't even care what's on what it is. Let's go ahead and hand it to me. Sounds goes, like horseman. It's it's on the fucking no. It's like it's on the menu. I'm like I don't even care. Just hand it to me. Was it juicy? Nope. It, it was clear liquid in a martini glass, and I took a drink, and I'm like, Are you drinking straight vodka? Was it salty? No. But he goes, Oh no no. There should be something else in there. And I took a drink. And I, oh my god, is that vodka just mixed with tequila? And he goes, Yeah, there we go. And I'm like, Yep yep. There we go. That explains a lot. <laughs> One of his guys walks up to me and goes, man, Bruce, you're nursing that. I'm like, I could shoot it. He puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, as your lawyer, I suggest against that. Mm. Or I highly advise against that because he does have a uh, bachelor or a master's in law, a bachelor's in strategic intelligence, and a bachelor's in mathematics. And why I asked him about the law, he goes, says, fuck any lawyer that would tell me what the fuck I can and can't do. And I'm like, I love this man already. He's my new favorite person. And I, <laughs> he's a great brand because we talked about how people are stupid. I looked at him and went, are people dumb to you too? And he goes, "Fucking really, man." I'm like, "Good, I'm not insane." People are dumb, but it would be the other one. Would be meeting the Pillsbury Dough, Pillsbury Homeboy in Josh Martin, who was also uh, Barney, who's also Barney and Majin Boo, and Chris Rager all at the same time. Hold uh, on, repeat that sentence because my brain just snapped in half. <laughs> Barney is Majin Boo. Well, we'll yeah. no, 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 one no, no, of no, the no, Barneys was the Bar- Majin Boo. The guy who he was one of the guys in the suits. He yeah. wasn't. Um, he wasn't the voice. Okay, that scared the fuck out of me for no, a second. Like, no, he was just the guy in the suit. No, he said he was the voice too. I heard he was just when he said to Kaylee, he was just the that, guy in the there's suit. There's a lot of fear it's that's like MDB. rising up in my right? thoughts. Like, I didn't need to know that the thing that terrified me as a child is is also the thing that terrified millions. Yeah, no, that was him. He was all he was uh, he was all the booze. He was and Chris Rager. Who's the thing? Which one terrified you as a child and terrified millions? I'm confused because Barney, Barney is both. terrified me. Barney terrified millions. And then there was fucking Martian Boo, who didn't see, the, terrify me. See, he was too the precious. Whole, the whole story behind those two, when we got that explained <clears> to us, was those two getting those gigs. Was the fact that Chris Rager's the one that suggested Josh Martin to get the job. It's true. He brought him in there, and then they did the Pillsbury Homeboy routine for him, which was Pillsbury Doughboy, like, rapping, and it is my and favorite thing stoned. ever. Stoned. But Chris Rager apparently walked into the Hercule, like, thing, and he goes, re- reads the character description and goes, I already got this job. He's like, why? I'm going to do Macho Man Randy Savage and turn it up like to a million. About right. And he did, and he got, Mr. The, he got the gig. It was Mr. Torque. And he's like, yep, this is it. And like, it was it was just awesome to sit there and talk with them the entire time. I hijacked their panel just to speak with them. Nice. I did too. <laughs> uh, we brought them booze. That we was a, that, that made them very happy. Yeah, that, that it's going to be cocktails with Hercule it's and like, Boo. It, 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 oh, no. really? Would you like some? <laughs> oh, shit. The cocktails came to us. Because we didn't have a lot of people in there. Then they came by our panel, and we had, like, a full house. And they're like, how'd you guys do that? I'm like, 
We really don't know. Uh, Bird brought them all. That's all we know. <laughs> Most of it was our friends. But it got really bad. You were saying we had all the drinks because this was the comic clouds at the time. We had all this alcohol just lined up underneath the thing. So at a dry at, convention. At a dry We're just sitting here talking. Yep. And so, you saw nothing on the table. Everything was just right underneath at our feet. And we were all just shit-faced. It was a two-hour-long panel of just talking like this. Nice. But that was like uh, that's probably my favorite, like one of my favorite, like I guess comic clowns memories. I mean, you're brand new here. Me and Kyle's had some. We we brought oh, on Squarriors. Squarriors was fun. My favorite memory is racism is okay if, if you're, you're smart. In, if you're super intelligent, <laughs> which was an argument between Green Lantern. So the first horrible movie tournament, I was on vacation from Texas. Came up for our buddy's bachelor party and stayed an extra day to do the podcast. Was Batman vs. Superman BBS versus Green Lantern. Mm. And it was Nick versus me. So that was a fun dynamic just because we're probably next to Bruce, the two most boisterous personalities on the cast who could hold their own in a conversation while the rest needed prodding and pushing and influence. Mm. And, you know, the whole watchers and the heads of the lanterns are extremely racist. Right. But they're smart, so it's okay. So was Sinestro. <laughs> well, Sinestro yeah. was an obscenely racist, dude. He truly was. Um, but, like, we got to meet so many people. We got, we've got we had such a good time doing this. So you'll you'll find scorers like, Nerdist and things like this. But we they're found starting it. starting to blow up. Yeah, they're blowing up now. We met them. And we're like, we need to get them on the cast. Because this is the greatest thing I've ever read. And it's fantastic. And, and like, it's Game of Thrones with, like, animals. Uh, and I called them so up. It's- I called him up, and the guy was like, yeah, I'll come on. And we just sat there and talked for, like, an hour. It was... And now they're... Hu- and his wife. So they're Ash and Ash. His name's Ash. Are they and married Ash. now? Yes, they are now. They went and had a surprise wedding. She actually illustrates for Marvel. Hmm. She's done a Mary Jane... Oh, and DC. My bad. She freelances. So she did, she's done a Harley Quinn. She's done a Mary Jane. And if you've seen Fallen Angels with Cable, Psylocke, that one cover with them standing there, she did that one. Nice. Yeah, I didn't have the money to pick up the extra print they had of that, the freehand print. I'm like, oh. I wanted the Squarriors prints. They were expensive, though. Yeah, they are. But, like, they're really, like, that was just a fun time just to sit there. And if we can get someone on the cast that has such a good time with us, it's an amazing thing. Um, In your podcasting, you you just started this year. Yeah, it's... I've met so many nice people in between. I met you. Hell, well, I've known you guys for a bit, but... You, just a little you bit. You knew my predecessor. Yeah, no, I knew your predecessor. I also knew you a little bit. You've heard it. You met me once, and I couldn't remember you. I apologize. Like, it's fine. Like, wait a minute. Shit, I know you. Everyone <laughs> knows me somehow. But no, one of the few people just during this entire thing that I have to say that I had the pleasure of meeting was my childhood role model and my childhood idol, um, Kenichi Sonata. I've been in love with his work since I was a kid, and I met him when I was younger. I, When I was still first learning how to do cosplays, I did the shitty version of Bean Bandit that, to this day, I'm insulted by myself from doing. And I heard he was coming back, I want to say, two years ago? Oh, you, told, you talked about this on the last cast. Yeah. 
But what got me was this year, because I, ne- I don't think I actually explained what happened this year. Got a chance to talk to him, but I got a chance to talk to the music director Ooh. for the new series that's coming out. And one of the things that hit me the most was this guy was the same guy that did the original music score. Like, he was the one that, like, scouted out everybody. And I asked him flat out, do you remember the bassist that was all, was doing the ending theme, Running the Road for Riding Me? And he's like, hell yeah, that guy's still living in Chicago, right? He's like, that's my fucking uncle. And that fucking blew my mind when he actually remembered him. And we just talked for hours. And I, I was hell-bent on getting him on the show. Didn't happen, but it was one of the things I really wanted to happen. But just talking to just different people, just being able to talk to just normal people, famous people, VIPs left and right, and just reminding everybody flat out, I don't care how famous someone is and from the beginning to the end, it could be Brandon Urie, it could be God, I don't give a shit. Everybody's a person. And people just need to realize How that on a dare you, sir? Kyle Doctor Manhattan, the sky. I'm like, here we Brandon go. Brandon is not just a person. Brandon Urie is a questionable existence. Brandon Urie is a superhero, but that's a whole different Brandon story. Brandon Urie has done some amazing things for this. He's like, I do all these fantasy disco songs. So for charity, I'm going to release a death metal song on yeah. Twitch, and he did, and it was fucking awesome. He also did a song with Little Dicky. That would everyone's doing a song with Little Dicky. He also yeah. did the DuckTales theme, and that still hurt my head a little bit, but it was too <laughs> awesome for words. Yeah. I don't know what Little Dicky is either. And it's fine. It's okay. rapper. He makes fun of himself. Jewish guy. But yeah. Just, hence his name is Little Dicky, so he makes fun of him. But I just fucking love the fact that just doing this, I get to talk to people and just see what they see. And that's honestly my highlight, just doing the show in a nutshell and being able to talk to people. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a trip so far for us. We're from the stopping to the members that we had joined to the members we've had leave to the members that are yet to come to what's happening right now. And like, I have a Facebook group of like eight people, and three of us are here. <laughs> I have to pull. I have to pull Jackson. Which it, it, you're like my first message, honestly. <laughs> I was like, if I can't fill if I can't fill a squad. Hey, Jax, what you doing right now? I live that far away from you. That's the that is one of the reasons you're one of the first people on my list to hit up, and it's always fun to cross-promote. I like yeah. to see people you're, get you're, to you're, you're on the show for geographical convenience. Yep. Him or, him or Chetto. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I would say, I would say uh, Jason, but he's in the group chat now, so right. that's on him. Uh, I think he's in the group chat now. Shit. I think you have to tell Jason we're recording three weeks from now. Yeah, he's a busy man. And then he'll still show up a half hour late. (laughs) Uh, But, um, so I guess, I I guess, uh, Kyle, did you have any more that you wanted to bring up? Uh, Two, Game of the Decade. Okay. And and Surprise of the Decade. Hmm. It's a tricky one. It is. Mm. Do you have your Game of the Decade, Kyle, to lead us off? I... Brought this up to a lot of people, and you you get The Last of Us a lot. You get the Mass Effects 2 a lot. For me, it's... I don't like going back to this, but it's got to be Skyrim. I've put so many hours into it because it came out while I was on deployment. But the modding community has kept it alive till and now. And like you said, he yeah. would come back to that. It's 
been on it gets ported to every system known to man including the amazon alexa it it might even be on my phone right now it's possible who knows what the fuck bethesda is going yeah not blades yeah well i haven't downloaded that but it might be that YouTube album that just magically shows up into your iTunes. Yeah, right. <laughs> the one that fucking keeps happening even after I delete it. Yeah. Well, here's here's, your, here's what you understand: if you yeah. listen to the whole album from start to finish, Skyrim automatically unlocks on your phone. It's true. <laughs> it, it, it just you see the clip, so you're awake. It's part of the user agreement. You just don't didn't read. <laughs> the temptation is strong, but I, I mean, it's the, also you too. So the, the fallouts get thrown in there. But I, I kept going back to Skyrim has had the biggest impact of the decade. I mean, yeah, it's influenced so much. Everything plays off it. I mean, Breath of the Wild basically became Zelda basically became a yeah. almost Skyrim type game. Skyrim, so, Skyrim took open box like GTA started open box. Let's get sandbox. that out. Uh, sandbox. <coughs> it started sandbox. Skyrim just made it better. Yeah. Well, and they already had a good base to draw from. Like, Morrowind well, was Morrowind, outstanding. Morrowind, Oblivion. Oblivion was, was great. That AI was sexy. Yeah. What, yeah. About, what about you? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Guilty Gear. Every Guilty Gear game that came out this decade was just yeah, a blasty blast. To you, which game can you put on right now and be like, and you believe that's still like... Well, I'd fucking drop Zerd in a heartbeat. Like, just... If not for the storyline, just for the fucking combat system. Like. Don? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give a nod to Skyrim. Uh, I also want to give a nod. This isn't for me personally, but I'd like to say Minecraft deserves an honorable Minecraft mention. Minecraft deserves a lot. Minecraft was the other one that came up a few times. Yeah. Even though technically released in 09 as an open beta, it was officially released in 2011. I hate okay. betas. They're not really betas anymore. Right, Here, but it's it, it, look at what it did. I mean, oh yeah, no, another it's... game that got ported to everything. Okay, here's oh, yeah, something no. that's actually kind of cool. Did it, for everybody that actually did go in for Minecraft when it was still a beta, it was like, what, $2, $3 at the time? Yeah, not much. If you actually remember what email and password you have, they give you an extra copy. I found that out recently because I keep watching people like live stream uh, freaking Minecraft nowadays. I'm like, let me actually just jump back into this just to see if I can get some relaxation down. Redownloaded it, popped up my uh, popped up my username and password, and they're like, oh, by the way, here's an extra copy for twenty for Windows 10. Yep. Okay. Shit. Yep. Um, but if I had to give my personal game that that really carried me through the decade, uh, it'd be World of Warcraft, a game that I, I was playing. Before the decade started, yeah, I was gonna say that came out. Way still, before. I'm not playing it right this second, but I still have an active sub, Same. and I will still be playing it when Shadowlands release. Yup. And I mean, we're talking a game that came out in '04 that hit its stride in this decade. It was great back then, but we came into this decade with Cataclysm, which was you know say what you will about it, but then I loved Cataclysm. I'm not gonna lie, I did. Cataclysm was Cataclysm was great. Miss of Pandaria came after it. Fantastic. World of Draenor, eh, down a little bit. Legion, amazing. BFA, eh, it's okay. And, I mean, we'll see Shadowlands, they say next year. I'm kind of hoping they go back to releasing it when it's ready. But, 
I mean, you got to give props to a game that can withstand a test of time like that. Honestly, I couldn't. Uh, one of my best friends back in the day tried to give me a copy of, of World of Warcraft and even gave me a, like a year subscription. I stopped playing in three months because my frugalness just kicked in hard. Yeah. Mine, I, I got to go Arkham Knight. Uh, it uh, was it was that sandbox feeling. It wasn't as open as, as Skyrim because they well, they kept it down because it was more to me it was more gra- way more graphically intensive than Skyrim was, uh, but as beautiful as Skyrim was, I loved the idea of being Batman and just having well naturally of course that's who I am and having that just that fantastic storyline to fight all the villains to because it gave you that feel of like I'm going to go get this power up I'm obviously going to use this power up for this one thing and that's it but then they gave you all the Riddler trophies I'm like come on you completionist bastard what you got fuck that noise <laughs> what, 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 what do you have well that's the cool thing about Arkham City was if you, you could if you finished if you, you at Arkham City if you got all the way through the storyline you could just finish right there and you got an ending but if you got all the Riddler trophies and finished off the Riddler, you got a different ending. Mm-hmm. Which I'm at this point <laughs> of just YouTube, YouTubing both of them. Because I have not pressed that button. I still have the game. I'm done with the game. I'm collecting Riddler trophies right now. I have not pressed the button yet. Mm. I want to know what it button. is. And only did. But for me, it's just that, that moment of being... And then I YouTube the good ending. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's me for like... I, I enjoyed... I would like to do that Riddler fight because that's a fun-looking fight. That's why. I, that's also the reason I want to get there is because that fight I looks great. Refuse to go through and get all the Riddler trophies. I'm working on it. I'm in the middle of it still, but it's like fighting, and then like the combat system was just phenomenal. The the quick time of being able to stop to which we give we don't give that really good nod to God of War for coming out with quick time events in between the middle of fights. And Devil May Cry for things like that, but yep. or the but OG, I think the, uh, quick time event Shenmue. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll even go Legend of Dragoon because when you attack, you had to press square or circle in the middle of the attack, or X circle in the middle of the attack to make sure it didn't get blocked. That started it, but like Batman, Arkham, Arkham City, like Arkham, Arkham Asylum was fantastic. Arkham City redefined that and made it even better. And it started off with a really cool, like, beginning. I did love that. That was just... Uh, it was... To me, that was probably the best. And now, biggest surprise of the decade? Shit. Well, what do you got, so, Kyle? You proposed it. If I'm going games, it's Mario Rabbids. <laughs> yeah. It, that, well, no, let me... I'll even expand on that even further. Nintendo, in general. Yeah. The Switch is by far the system of the decade. Yes, my sister, uh, who's never been a gamer, owns a Switch. Well, I think, I th- hold on, I think they won the console war for the decade. Oh, now, completely. I, I, but for me, it's like when you're, like, Diablo's their first, like, hardcore, to me, from what I've seen that's been proposed out there, there's obviously indie games you can download, but you'll never see unless you already have the Switch. It seems like the PS4, the PS4 was like hardcore gore fighting game. Xbox is going to be your shooters with Halo and things like that, where Xbox was, or uh, Switch was like, we're going to have like the fun Mario games and all this other stuff you're going to enjoy. But then they're like, we're also going to grab Diablo and we're going to grab Skyrim and we're going to grab all these hardcore games. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But not only that, they've started leasing out their IP for indie games. Yep. Yep. Cadence of Hyrule. (laughs) 
Dan- or Crypto the Necromancer. It's a music I fucking rhythm. Love Crypto it, the ne- Necromancer, dude. I couldn't get into Crypt because I didn't. The music doesn't. But put fucking Hyrule theme. Yeah. I played the fuck out of Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, and you they got the just, rhythm down. And they just released a new DLC for free. Hmm. But Mario Rabbids. Who the fuck would ever think Nintendo would team with Ubisoft right. and take the Rabbids of all out the of all of yeah. Ubisoft stuff? And make a tactics game out of it. And it's, it's, and it's XCOM. Good. And yeah. it's good. It's, it's really like good. good. It, made it's, me, it reminded me of back when uh, Paper Mario was a thing. Like, yeah. No one expected that. And my God, did they take a, a left turn into awesome. I mean, make something really cool. Also, the Nintendo RPG also has Divinity yeah. Sin, Original Sin two yeah. now. They just grabbed that. What about you? What was your other thing? So you said video games. If I'm going the non gaming media, I, I go back to Daredevil. Netflix pulling off something so gritty that's still owned by Disney, and being allowed to do that. If I go just nerdy overall, it's going to be Dragon Ball Super. And here's the thing uh, with that one. Uh, you, If you obviously look around here, I've had that poster behind Jax for well over almost two decades now. Uh, I used to have that poster. Yeah, I have it. I got it signed. I'm still getting it signed by people. Um, but it's like I, I didn't think anything was going to come up, but out of nowhere... Go watch Battle of Gods right in the theater right now. And I'm like, oh my god, did we're going to release a what? Did you hear the story of why we started getting more Dragon Ball? No. Because of what happened with the fucking live action. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The story is Akira Toriyama really wanted to help with the live it was action. All, it, was all, it was also GT, too. He didn't, well, yeah. like, he didn't like GT. He didn't like what Fox was doing with his, yeah. with his property. And he got so pissed off about how bad the live action went... He made Battle of the Gods. Just so, out of spite. So they did Battle of the Gods, and I'm like, awesome. Battle of the Gods. I took, like, me, Mather, Chris, a couple of people we all went. I'm like, that's awesome. We watched it in theaters. Badassness. Not even mad about it. Then, then Resurrection F. Then Resurrection F. I'm like, wait, we're bringing, we're bringing Frieza back. We're, we're going back to my middle school. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's get this motherfucker back in here. All right. And then I'm like, that's going to be it. All right, we're done. You know what? I am content with this. And then they went, new anime. Yes, be it I was disappointed with the first half. Because I would have went like, why why didn't you just cut up the movie and put it in there? You already had the animation done. We were finished. And literally the first two seasons were Battle of Gods, Resurrection F. That's the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And then you get to the third one, and I'm like, wait, we have a third one coming? A, a big-ass tournament? with There's other universes? We have multiverse theory? Oh. That's, which isn't even multiverse theory. It's different universes in general. And I'm like, tournament of power? Didn't it? No, Z had that too, but it was just dead. Yes, which wasn't canon. What? Uh, oh. Was not in the manga at all. Yeah, fair. That's why PyCon has never shown up or been spoken of Ever since, since yeah. that. That's fair. Yeah. So, But like, I'm like, wow. But that opened up for other movies and that's why it surprised me because mm. my hero academia movie the mm-hmm. tale of two heroes i will watch it with you any day of the week the the, the, the tale of two heroes movie 
Me, Kayla. Kayla went cosplayed. Uh, Ryan went cosplayed. And we just sat down in the back of the room and we watched it. And I'm like, this is it right here. This is them setting up for... Because Super came back, we have this amazing things that are going on. And I can't even say a Super then. It's the revolution boom. You already want a beer. <laughs> that wasn't even a phone. That's my freaking medication alarm. I have no control over that. Uh, it, it's the it's the it's the anime anime boom. <coughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Super See? started it and it exploded since then, and that's made me ever so happy. I like Super because I started watching Super, and everyone in the room when I started talking was like, "Wait, what?" And it was just like, "Fuckers!" I just didn't watch it because I don't like reading. If I'd much rather watch the dubbed because it's easier and I can distract myself with other things. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. So, like, I, I watched the subs, though, because I wanted, like, I didn't want to fall behind. Well, on that I understand. Because that. I watched, because when I first, when it first came out for me, someone who did it, it came out and it was subbed. And I'm like, okay, this is really good. So, like, I even had Bird and I had Mark sitting over here and we're all just watching it. We're like, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like they actually I was did. There for a few of them. They did really well. The dubbed is fantastic, but I don't know. It's the is the Goku. It's the Goku Japanese voice that does it for me. Um, and like some of the lines that they 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 alter in the sub that makes it better for me. It's like you wait when he was powering up versus uh, Topo, and he goes, "Wait till you see when you happens when you push me past my limits," and like he says something completely different in the dubbed, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't like that one. Can I, no, get this I, one? Can I get this one on a shirt, though? So I literally have it screenshotted with the dub with him sitting. I'm like, Kayla, get this on a workout shirt for me, please. Your uncle can do it. <laughs> I don't understand why they changed so much of the context of speech between... Because kids these days here can't handle the roughness of... It's not even that, No, though. it no, really is. It isn't, though, because they've done it for years. I mean, because if you look at Dragon Goku becoming Super Saiyan, he never said "ally of good, nightmare to you." No, it was it was something darker in Japanese. Yeah, and that was what twenty years ago. I get that. I'm saying like kids it, in America. I'm saying in America, they need a friendlier it, cartoon. The it's, easy mode, hard mode of video games. <laughs> that's it's it. More, that's it. Yeah, essentially, our our standards and practices and censorship it's, are significantly different. However, but they're, they're so much better. stricter over there. You wish they were. They're no, not yeah. really. They, they are. The, the standards they're and practices are different. They're different. They have to follow by a code of line, a code of rules. But what they can say and can't say are totally different. They're more open to be able to do that. Right. They just have to follow dumb. certain things. Yes, I get it. It's dumb here too. But like dumb. I said, scales are tipped super, in a different way. Super returning to demolish what GT was. Was probably one of my biggest like surprises of the decade. For video games, though, it was the Arkham series top to bottom. Did I ever expect to see a good Batman video game in my lifetime? Never. I never did. And they gave me three. We don't talk about origins that never will be. Batman done. Returns on the SNES was good. Was oh. Batman Nintendo was good. No, yes. no, no, it didn't work. Batman Nintendo, I had was played. Okay. Returns was good. It was Returns was side scroller. Yeah, but I, I'd already sat there and played like four million side scrollers. Yeah, it was so? more the same, but it was it was fine on its own. Oh yeah, it it's a fun. fine game, but those game. revolutionized a lot more. Yeah, 
is what I mean. Did I expect to see it come back? Because you remember after Batman, after DC returned Batman Returns, what did they return release after that? Oh yeah, Superman sixty four. The yep. greatest game ever made. I will break a mic over your head. No, no you won't. I love you too much. I remember much. renting that game. Oh my god. I if, if you I got one. shrink the no, screen no, gotta, down get, to get, the get, smallest settings, okay. I got two. It runs me too. So you already covered Dragon Ball. I'm not. I'm not going to go super because that that's a whole different conversation. The anime surprise for me was Wano. Um, everything that happens between, I want to say, right after the Grand, the New World arc for One Piece, all the way up to Wano, has been nothing but a shock. And I've been in love with One Piece since it first came out. I did not expect Pirates. that too. Yeah, but I could not expect where they're going with this, and I don't. Are you okay if I spoil a little bit? No, let, let, leave it alone for right now. Okay, because I uh, I may go watch YouTube videos and watch it at two times speed to keep up. <laughs> it is like one thousand fucking four hundred episodes, so it's like just watch this, watch it on two times speed and be done next year. Yep, yep, pretty much. So I mean by that and by two twenty twenty one. Yeah, just be caught up. So One Piece was like a really big part for me growing up. So that really caught me off guard. All the stuff that they're trying to pull with that. And the fact that the friggin' writer, he's been waiting for this very moment since he started writing the manga in the first place. That um, sounds like my D&D campaign. Right? Yes. Yeah. Just like I'm waiting for you bastards to fuck up <laughs> just enough. But um, I guess the video game surprise for me was the last uh, Guilty Gear game of the decade before the 2021 comes out. They did something that was not supposed to happen. They revealed that man's name and essentially hinted that in a 2020 game, he's going to be playable. And again, this motherfucker has been the villain since the first game. <laughs> and that's like, what, 20 games ago at this point? <laughs> that man. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I okay. Well, actually, it's not even that much of a spoiler anymore. You might have actually say his name. Oscar Cruz. That's... The lamest fucking name they could have gave him. Wow, that is Japanese slash with like with Hispanic rolled into one right there. Yeah, it can't even tell where he's from now. Right. So that guy's name is Frederick. He's he's Filipino. And his whole time it's just like, you mean to tell me we've been waiting for Oscar Cruz? Yes. All right. Fuck it. Wait for Metal Gear. Is that or Guilty Gear? Guilty Guilty Gear. I thought you said Metal, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, Metal Gear. Okay, good. Because that was so fucking like I I did like that man Oscar Cruz. What the. <laughs> I had to think about it no, for a second. Metal Gear, there'd be an animal name in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was confused. Like, wait a minute, dude. Oscar Panther Cruz or some shit like that. But no, that uh, was the biggest uh, shocker uh, for me. Oscar Baby Hamster Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Man comes up with like a fucking nuke strapped to his shoulder. <laughs> Where's the baby hamster? This is little boy. <laughs> what about you, Don? I'd say, for me, one of my biggest surprises, and I'll go with gaming of the decade, was the rise of... Uh, content creation culture that happened. We were still Fair. kind of in the YouTube infancy coming into the decade. There were less yeah. plays were becoming a thing. And and some video video game based content was out there, but it was you know, there was there were some creators but not it was a ton. Game informer, IGN, it was the yeah. people that were paid to do it, not doing mm-hmm. it out of I, a passion. I came into the decade um Listening to the likes of like Total Biscuit, yeah, and his uh, that that's how I got even more into WoW was his Cataclysm videos, and then into content creation around video games. But then it blew up from there to different not only just YouTube channels but Twitch and streamer culture that just just became like, huge. Let's look at a bridge. 
Yep. Like yep. there's there's like three good abridged that I absolutely still love watching, which is Dragon Ball Z, Sword Art Online, and and uh, Goblin Slayer. I actually haven't seen the Goblin Slayer one yet. Go watch the Goblin Slayer abridged. Mm. It's hilarious. I have, name's Goblin Slayer. It's Goblins. I name's Goblins. You're still here. You shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you forgot one. Before you leave, I'll let you watch it. Which one? Helsing. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say you can't. I forgot just to throw that one, that one on there. That's no, that's actually the coolest part. The final episode of Helsing a Bridge, since you never heard of Mr. Big, fucking, they did a cover of Mr. Big Shine, and nobody knew it, and I was hyped for that shit. Like, we, we, we made people on our cast we're, we're watch Helsing Ultimate. We're quaint. I, slaves. slaves. I, I brought slaves. <laughs> and the runner takes the mark. Like, it was so, like, all of that, like, all of just the abridged as a whole, when it comes to content creation... Yeah. Was that like big maker for a lot of things? Th- this yeah. is the decade of con- yeah, content you, creation. You cannot be bored anymore and say there's nothing to watch. No, always oh, something to I watch. I want to point out the uh, well, since I love Fallout so much, the, the uh, Wayside Creations, uh, their uh, Nuka Break series. That normally you think, hey, well, they're using assets from the game, sound effects, uh, a lot oh. of um, environment details in the background, composited in. And sometimes that gets a cease and desist. Like, you do anything trying like, to do a Star oh, yeah. Wars fan well, film, and you get a C and D letter. Bethesda shouted them out on their blog and said, look at what these guys are doing. This is awesome. But well, it's so co- they made something. They made a Fallout TV show that's as good as anything you could expect. From- Bungie, Bungie hired one of the Halo 2 modders, like one of the original modders. Bungie hired because of work they did. What, Bethesda what, has hired modders was your, because your of work they've done. Became a retail release. What you completely forgot to bring up was the fact that the content creators for Foxhole, even, that you didn't even tell that man about yet, you and you brought up Foxhole. Well, the, oh. the content creators for that, that do... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, Press Corps. Thank you! You spent literally like a half hour in the car ride from freaking Anime Milwaukee yeah, to tell me about that's it. That's fair. There's a group on Twitch called Press Corps that covers the Foxhole ongoing war as if that's they awesome. were 1940s radio broadcasts. <laughs> that is, is awesome. Guy, yeah. And then we'll cut to a guy in, the, in, in game, in the battle. I've come across their reporters in game, and they have the Press Corps tag, and they're just in the front lines, and they are recording live on Twitch... Now, while also recording in game, they will do interviews with soldiers on the front lines. Do they you hear the talk th- like the 1940s? Yes. Oh yeah, they have that. They have that radio voice. Oh yes. I'll show you a clip later. Just oh my, that is fantastic. But I've been, I've been in a battle listening to the broadcast, and I was on the other side of the battle. Our team was well, lobbing artillery shells at the enemy line, and the press corps guy is in the other line talking about the artillery barrage hitting him. I'm like, I'm involved in this. This is so cool to be like, I'm in. They're reporting on the battle as I am attacking them. Yeah, <laughs> so even that was outstanding. And build on it, your that's like second level screen that, peeking. That, that is amazing. To build on your content creation, Nintendo again, Mario Maker built an entire community. Yeah, solely they don't have to do anything. They make they make streamers cry. <laughs> that was their it's, whole goal all along. Let's watch these weaklings cry. You like, think you can all do a I watch j- is Mario Maker and... You think you can do a better job? Mario Rom streamers. Us. Oh, it's crap. They did do a hilarious. better job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a great time to, to have something to watch. You want to put something on in the background? You want to watch something intently? There's... Podcasts. Podcasts. Podcasts as a whole. This is the era for podcasts right now. Absolutely. Holy well, shit. Content creation is in a whole is... 
Exactly. This, this is like where you, you. But here's the thing with content creation: you can't only do one. Like this has to go on YouTube. It's got to go on Spotify. You have to be if you want to become successful at it or just have fun with it. You got to be able to. You got to have all the venues while you're doing it. Like this will go up on everything. We're on Spotify. Go find us on Spotify. Uh, like it, it, it's awesome, and it, it's it is a good time to be alive. Like I always listen to the podcast so, stories of like like dads like reading like they would read a story with their daughter and their daughter would come on and explain the story that they read and it's just really fun to listen to well I mean the original podcast is War of the Worlds yeah yeah yes it was so so if you talk about video games what about media Hmm. we talked about like anime and things like that we talked about what about like what movie or something like or a book or a TV series that surprised you that came out I'm gonna go AEW well yeah because you yeah okay so, well, I wasn't talking because you did. We did anime. I'm saying I, I stripped away like media oh, for him okay. because this man had not doesn't watch this anime. Is fair. I'm not really much of an anime watcher. That's um, what I was trying to say. No, but I'll go with I. you too. So I'll go with AEW. So I'm gonna have to give you a list. I've got a list. Don't worry. <laughs> so we, do we I, all give him lists. <laughs> um, they just never so get watched. AEW. So I have to go AEW. Oh, so fuck yes, dude. That is so fucking fun to watch. For the better part of since 2000, really when. WWE slash F bought WCW, you had nothing to watch for wrestling except that one product. I dropped out from wrestling when I left left college and went to the military, came back in about 2014-ish, 2015. And you had some independents starting to grow your Ring of Honors, your New Japans. I still agree. I watched. I was watching during Jeff Hardy's run, and when Jeff Hardy won mm. after that, when I was in the Navy back yeah. in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was like that was the highlight for me. But I hadn't watched almost anything like up to that because I didn't have a person I could relate to. And then, like even after that, after he left, and like I just like stopped. I'm like I'm. Honestly, I just didn't have anyone to watch with. It was right. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, realistically, I was super hardcore in a sumo, sumo wrestling when I was a kid. And the closest thing I got in the U.S. was Rashiki, and I really loved him. And when he stopped, I stopped. Yeah, he Rikishi, died. I mean, no, no, Rikishi's no, okay, alive. Hmm. Uh, Umaga. Umaga died. Yokozuna died. A but lot go of on, his but family go on. You died. came back in 2014. So you go, it's still really all you have is WWE because TNA's on a network that who knows exists mm-hmm. new japan you can catch on youtube you just it's a lot harder to keep up with and all the indies is it's unless you have a connection with someone it's a lot harder but then you get cody rhodes gets s for his release and leaves young bucks contract ends with new japan kenny omega's contract ends with new japan Jericho's contract ends with WWE. He goes to New Japan, meets all those younger people, and they do all in back in... In Chicago. In in Chicago a year and a half ago, sell out a 10,000-seat arena in 42 minutes, I think, with no backing. It's just those names. So let me try that again. They're at C2E2 this year for their uh, New Year's Revolution event. And, uh, no, it's just AEW Revolution. Oh, Revolution, my bad. Revolution. And Kyle was lucky enough to get us five seats. Six. Oh, six. oh you got six. My apologies. You got a six. And the moment he got them, he then sent me a picture after he bought them that AEW had sold out. 
They went live today. They they sold out in under an hour. Jesus. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I was clicking through. I'm like, I want these six. No, you can't do that because it leaves one by itself. I want these six. Oh, they've been bought. I spent like five minutes trying to find seats that aren't being bought up underneath C2E2 me. C2E2 is running a package where you could spend $350. You will get uh, your C2E2 ticket, and you also get 100-level seats to AEW yes. and signature signings with the superstars. Damn. Like, so it's, I was like looking at that going, ah, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> So for being a wrestling fan, it's probably the best time. The best time since the late '90s to early 2000s, since Stone because Cold there's options. Yep. Yeah. NXT is amazing. NXT is amazing. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan. Like I love watching it, but I don't think one of the NXT is intense. I will say the NXT women's division is probably my favorite thing going on in oh, yeah. all of wrestling right now. Yeah. Because Shayna Baszler's amazing, Rhea Ripley's amazing, Bianca Belair, I can't stand her character, but she can work her ass off, and I can go through the litany of names down on NXT, but I won't, but it's probably the best time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Amen. So I might have and to get back no into one, it then. I, I would highly I, suggest you ever come over Wednesdays. you just watch on Wednesday nights with me, I'm in. Alright, shit. I got nothing better to do after next year. Raw and SmackDown? Read the dirt sheets. Yeah. Not I, I, not so great to I go watched, back to, but I watch their top tens on YouTube, and I'm yeah. with my day. I, I watch what culture they do ups and downs for it. Yeah, but and no one good content creators there with what culture. Well, yeah, they have their own what culture professional wrestling over in the UK. It's a lot of wrestling right now, yeah. and WA is solely on YouTube, and they produce it like it's an '80s wrestling show. There's hmm. TNA is still running as Impact. You have the entire which you're still surprised by. Billy Corgan owns. Oh no, Billy Corgan owns NWA. Yes, the Smashing Pumpkins. No, Billy Pumpkins. Corgan owned TNA. No, he was in TNA he, for a bit. Right now, he owns NW. He's oh, NWA. He was though. part of TNA for a bit. He then. was part of TNA, but now he's NWA. And speaking of '80s wrestling, a little little nod to uh, Netflix for Glow. Glow is great show. a great show. I have yet to see it, but I keep hearing good things. Twitch. Tommy Dreamer has House of Hardcore solely on Twitch. Okay. It's it's wrestling. No one saw this coming. Yeah. Except for Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks. Well, I they knew. I think Vince knew it was coming, but he laughed at it. No, no, he knew they were doing shows, but no one saw that it would carry this surge. They didn't well, think yeah, no, that there I, was I, this. No, that's what I'm agreeing with. I'm saying I think I think Vince saw it and he was just like, he scoffed at it because we're the juggernaut. And they always will be. No of one's course. going to unseat them. Yet that we know of. No, I don't think they'll ever be unseated. Just because of how much of a worldwide influence they have. That's fair. But no one thought that it would build to what it has. Hmm. It's just a lot of fun. What about you? Your surprise media for the decade. Uh, for me, it's going to be uh, also the rise of independent uh, media outlets like Netflix and Amazon really putting some dollars behind some great content. Yeah. You mentioned the Marvel-related shows on Netflix. I want to give a shout-out to Amazon, too, because I didn't think Amazon was going to succeed. 
Amazon and angered me when they oh, succeeded. Holy they, shit! When they they Not me. Hit, I had Amazon stock. <laughs> they hit big, and I some of my favorite shows right now are on Amazon. Uh, I just finished watching season two of Jack Ryan. Very fun that. show. Uh, it's entertaining if you can get into it. It's not it's not a show for everybody, but it is entertaining. And then probably my current favorite show, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is one of the funniest, best produced period pieces, insane production value. I need to watch that too. Insanely good cinematography. The acting is fantastic from every single character. And this is this is from Amazon, the bookstore company that yeah. became the that not only do they revolutionize logistics and online sales but now they're getting good genuinely good content and i they're that, doing that wheel of the... time they have Whoa. lord of the rings coming hold up they're doing wheel of time they are doing wheel of time oh oh i gotta renew my prime account oh yeah that i'm really excited for that oh man yeah. so that that was that was my big media surprise of the decade is watching these go from streaming existing content to brand new content created in-house with in-house production dollars it, it's it's the best stuff out there right now alright so with that I'll bring this this cast to close with one more question for you four and for anybody else who made it through all of this uh, and uh, will want to listen to the end of this what are you looking forward to the most in 2020 not the next de- decade. Let's just get through 2020 alone. Perfect vision. God, I wish I could. <laughs> that's Dad laser joke. eye surgery for me. Hindsight? Yeah, right? Yeah, Shit. hindsight. That's that's what 2020 is going to be all about. Shit. I'm hoping for hindsight. No. Um, it's 2020. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I will say four more years. <laughs> I, Sorry, I'm about to say. I'll jump in. Um, <laughs> I will say for I guess for me is going and this doesn't have to be like for just just personally what are you looking for? For me, it's how far I can take everything that I'm doing. I have CFF. I have this. I have my business. I have my actual career life. I have streaming on here. I have a lot of things that I do. And I'm looking, and obviously I have a kid, I have a kid, I have my one-year anniversary, I'll be married for a year, come up on the 5th, who knows if I'll actually be streaming the day before that or not, we'll figure <laughs> that out. Um, it'll be an entertaining, like, just year of personal and professional growth, and seeing what I can and can't do. And uh, I'm looking forward to all the events that I'm going to this upcoming year, and how much they've changed for us. And uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh, doing this talk next year and seeing what our, what our highlights for those 12 months are going to be. I'm going to piggyback off of that, actually. Um, growth. Growth is kind of a big thing for me right now. Um, again, we started the podcast this year. We got insanely big faster than I anticipated. Honestly, I was expecting like two listeners and hoping for the best from there. <coughs> and now I'm just like, okay, I have to make this bigger. I have to get on Twitch. I want to get on YouTube. I want to go to more cons. I want to actually get more people on the show. I want to cover more things. Holy shit, there's so much I want to do. So, growth, that, growing the business, growing um, through my other internship that I'm trying to get, going from there. All right, well, for me, 2019 was already a pretty big year, especially on the personal front. 
2018 really kicked off a lot of things for me when I took the plunge to, to start my business in earnest and run it full time. And 2019 was a big year for that. And 2020 is looking to be even bigger as long as things keep on the trajectory. We've got some other business ventures in the line that I'm hoping we can make those happen next year. Uh, but if not, the continual growth. And then, I mean, 2018 was the year I joined up with CFF. 2019 was a big year for expansion of that and getting more opportunities. So I'm looking for another 2020, another year with CFF where that can continue to grow the way it has been and take us to more weird places last minute as, as kind of was the, the theme this year. Last minute's the best part. Yep. I'm just looking for change. Me too, man. These quarters are harder to find. I, oh. Right. It's just, I don't know. I'm I'm very nomadic. Since 18, I haven't really been in the same place longer than two years. It's been three. I'm, the blood's kind of boiling yep. and it's getting itchy. So 2020 will bring some kind of massive change to my life because I, I don't, I just, it has to happen. So I don't know what that's going to be yet, but stay tuned. I will say that, like, change was the big thing for me as well. Like, me and Kyle have, like, the same conversations every morning, and we're both trying to, like, figure... Like, I sat at my job every day, and I'm like, this isn't for me anymore. I can't sit here. They're like, we're going to send you to Jacksonville. And I went to Jacksonville on uh, Sunday, Monday, and, like, and Tuesday, and I'm like, this helps a little bit, but I still got to go to work tomorrow. And it doesn't really change much of what I'm doing. So uh, I'm with you on that, on the change factor. Uh, if I can find a way to make everything just pay for itself and I don't have to worry about going to work anymore, I'd be fucking happy. <laughs> you and me both. But I know that's not going to be for a while. And uh, I'm going to try to do something with this next year. Uh, and uh, I guess with that, I'll wrap it up. Uh, go ahead and plug... All right, if you like these guys, if you love us, hit us, or hit me up specifically at The Conventional Podcast. We're on Podbeam, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on everything you can fucking think of. Hit us up wherever you want to. Are you on Twitch? Not yet. That, but then you shut not, your mouth? Are you on YouTube? You know what? Leave me alone. You said so you're on everything I can think right of. After this. God damn it. That's, that's 2020. Hey, calm down. He's, at he's, least he's, he's on Grinder. He's, he's got a couple he, weeks. He's got a couple weeks. He's crying. No. And I said I'd make him cry by the end of the podcast. You see this? That's Dry true. eyes. No. Dehydration. Just because you see, he's on Tinder at least, okay? Grinder, Thrinder. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing with 2020. If I could, uh, my mom would love it if I uh, got married in 2020. <laughs> Is. Grinder making you think of that? Uh, That's a the question. Was, I mean, although Tinder has been throwing guys onto my list every now and again, it's like, well, you're striking out on, other, <laughs> on this one. Why don't you just, why don't you just try it? Let's see. You might like it. Yeah. Uh, Close your eyes and think of Paris. John, might help. Go ahead and plug your company. Uh, well, uh, Digital Coco is the name of uh, my company for graphic design, marketing, creative works, as well as uh, technology sales. They're uh, Digital signage, screens, basically anything that uh, plugs in and we can get it from a distributor, we'll get it. Awesome. Always plug. I don't mind people plugging in their uh, information there. Um, this will be my last or our last cast for 2019. I want to wish, uh, on behalf of everyone here, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
you guys may or may not see a very intoxicated uh, New Year's post from uh, from the Comic Cons presents the New Year's Black Tie Gala uh, here at the house. Jax, I hope you can make it. I'm hoping so too. I'm trying to get back from Georgia by that point. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we'll be doing. Uh, we have a party here. Usually, try to make it uh, up every year. And uh, I mean, honestly, like whether it's ha- Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you like, do Boxing Day. I don't really give a shit. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Do your thing, uh, and just take this time to celebrate and have a good time. Uh, for the Comic Clowns, my name is Bruce Hoover. I'm Kyle. Don Connors Macaluso. And I'm Jack Sentinel. From the Conventional Podcast. Can't see I'm trying to steal you away. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful night. Mm. Always. I'm a cat. I'm a cat.